to the Plex Video Games Podcast. It's me, your boy, Dad Ninja Dev, filling in for Elaine, who is out dealing with life. Also for Delvin, who is out just being a Florida man. Who the hell knows what he's getting into? What kind of madness may be following him around? Of course, as as always, I am joined by my main man, Mr. Eat the Hype himself, who is currently missing footstuff. How are you this fine, fine evening? I do miss footstuff. I've had a very yeah. busy day, but a productive and a good day. And I just got out of the hot tub and I got to talk chili peppers for 20 minutes with you guys. Like I'm in, I'm in a good mood. Yeah. I'm vibing. That is lovely. I love it. I love it. Starting off all positive, just having a good time. And as you can see, we are not alone. We have joined, we have been joined by, oh, cheers, sir. Yes. Look at that. Everybody's drinking for once on this show. This is beautiful. But as I was saying, we are joined by the lovely Chaffee coming all the way from a Cadillac on Mars. How are you in the West Coast, the best coast? Screw you guys and your real people time. This is this is West Coast time. Right. Uh, how exactly. you doing, bro? Man, we out here, uh, you know, we too blessed to be stressed out here on the West Coast. You I'm know, saying. we get one day of rain, we keep it moving, baby. You know what it is out here. <laughs> West side till I die. But you know what? Hey, I've been uh I've been, uh, you know, traveling Chalfie lately, too. I've been all over the place. Was in that's Atlanta true. recently. Donnie didn't mm-hmm. want to hang out with him, uh, with me. So that's My car was in the shop. You know, we got all got excuses. Like, yeah, I got one more car. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, I was in Chicago recently, about to go to Puerto Rico soon. I'm out here, baby, trying to spread I wouldn't, as much as I can. <laughs> I wouldn't disrespect Chalfie by picking him up in the minivan. <laughs> I wouldn't do him like that. Really? No, that's but, disrespect? I feel like that's all he deserves. I Swagger mean, wagon? <laughs> Damn straight. Hey, we were right hard. I don't care. I'll be on the block nonstop. But uh, yeah, you know me. I'm out here. I actually thought I was the one sitting in for Delvin because you guys needed one more ethnic person. But it's cool. Wow. Diversity. I mean, you do have to. Yeah, you are like a diversity hire. We just got to keep it balanced here, you know. Exactly. But you know. But no, you know, everybody's kind of doing their life thing right now. You know, during the holidays, things can get a little rough. So you know, me and Donnie are holding it down, and we thought, hey, why not? Let's all just bring a Cadillac and let's just chill, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're just going to ride. Let's low ride. Just have a nice mm-hmm. time. And like Donnie said, too, we just had a good Chili Peppers conversation. We might need to put that on tape next time because, uh, you know, there's a lot to say yeah. about the Chili Peppers and their whole vibe, you know? We can talk Chili Peppers. I'm okay. down. Y'all can talk. I, I, I'll I can talk Chili I'm Peppers. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. Well, yeah. you know, Trophy, he was there when they were when they were founded because he's yeah. old as hell. He found I, was there, I was there when they were still seedlings. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, enough yeah, about that. Let's, uh, so Donnie, we have some changes. Do we want to get into the changes now? Can we, do we want to start that conversation? Yeah, the things that we're I was changing? thinking that too. I think we should get out of the way because I don't want it to, yeah. I don't want to like feel like people need to hang on, you know, right. for an hour to figure it out. So if Wait, some people is this care about Delvin it. Find, finds out he gets fired from a podcast. It's been replaced. Like he's not on? No, but we I can mean, talk about that. <laughs> you've, you've done that so you know all about right. that so we would come to you on how to actually make that happen oh you just do it <laughs> we, can, we can have that and then he finds out via twitter <laughs> um, how do you get fired on your day off yeah <laughs> why were you stealing boxes <laughs> he was too busy actually off. playing video games to be right. on the show right. that don't play games so like, right. and he's here he's here <laughs> like he's here tweeting he's live yeah. subtweeting the show um, okay, <laughs> so I don't want to drag this out, and I don't want to have a long, long, hard heart. So we'll just get real quick with it and get out of the way. I'm making some changes. Life sucks. I'm doing a lot of stuff in my job. It's changing like my daily life. Um, 
And but more or less than anything, I got a really great team here that was happy to step up. Um, real talk. Um, the last couple of weeks, I've really even debated whether or not I was going to keep doing this anymore. If it, not like because I don't want to, like if it fits in what I'm doing. And uh, the team was all like, take all the time you need. We're there. We'll keep doing the shows. And that's a great sentiment. But the truth is that they, they can't. Um, with us doing like early access and the Patreon and managing the Patreon and managing the notes and posting the shows, not posting shows, like all of that runs through me. And with my time limited and my life kind of being disrupted here, I just don't think I've got time for that part of it anymore. And um, with all of this coming at a head here at the new year, I've decided to close down the PSVG Patreon um, for a few reasons. One, frees me up. I no longer have to do those extra commitments. Uh, the team knows, I hope our patrons know, that I put in a lot of time and effort. I wanted you guys to feel like your subscriptions were valuable. I wanted you to really enjoy the content that we were trying to deliver to you. And I thank you so much for all of your support. Um, but the major reason was with my upcoming transition at my new job, I'm not going to have time off to do the house party. And that's really unfortunate. And it means that yeah. we're not going to have a house party because I don't think anybody's going to try to do it without me. And I didn't like the idea of having to announce this and just being like, well, we'll try it next year. Like, I kind of feel like a hypocrite. Um, the reason that we started the Patreon when we joined up with Sean was so all of our shows could have their own feeds so we could afford it and pay for it. And that costs money or it costs money at the time. Fast forward a couple years later, it's no longer a hurdle in our way. We've mm -hmm. already transitioned the feeds that you're listening to in your podcast player to anchor, which are free. So we don't have to pay for that cost anymore. The only cost that we have now is this melon app, which we can handle ourselves. It's not a big deal. So, in order to basically set all the shows free, let them do their own thing, like let them have their own thing. So like if six months from now it's not working and I do want to step away for a week, for a month, whatever, not, nothing will need to happen. I can literally just back out and everybody can keep going if they want to. But they don't have to. But if they want to, they can. So there's nothing in the way. Nobody is no longer dependent on me. So I, I'm basically calling this the great decentralization of PSVG. Everything has been so tied to me for so long. And this is basically me cutting all of those ties. So if you've been a patron, thank you so much. I appreciate all your support. Um, but we, yeah, we're going to post our shows. We're going to be live like we are right now. We're just going to go back to doing that. And I'm just going to go back to focusing on that. I do strong style and everything else every more anymore. As I, I try to settle into my new normal. And yeah, that's buddy. it. That's really, that's the change. Yeah. Had a real come to Jesus moment, as people would say, like, look, we got to figure something out. And um, I didn't want anybody, not just Donnie. I didn't want anybody being stressed or feeling like they had to put on stuff. So I was like, me and Donnie had a conversation. And we were like, look, let's just, if we can go to Anchor, we can set everything free. You know, it's not a problem. Like that way, if Donnie wants to go away for a minute, you know, and I want to keep doing the show with, with Delvin and Elaine or whoever, we can keep this going and he can always feel free to jump in. The same with Board of Video Games. If they want to keep doing their show and they want to keep doing Dollar Cinema and everything else, they can keep doing those shows without having to be like, okay, I'm left in the lurch because PSVG is gone. No, 
PSVG is still here. We still have shows, but now everybody can just kind of move on their own accord. We're still a team. We still got our Discord, and uh, you know, nothing stops. The, the just it keeps going. You know. Yep. So, and it doesn't mean that it's the end of your favorite DLC shows. If I get the whim to do a DLC, I'll just drop one on the PSVG feed. I'll just drop one yep. one day. Um, but I no longer feel committed to doing a strong style, to doing a DLC, to having a dollar cinema, to doing a live stream. I no longer have to feel like I've got to get them in every month because um, yeah. I was basically doing an extra show every week. So I no longer have to try and make that happen. So, yep. And, you know, I and as, as Josh just said, dollar cinema is John Wick 3. First for uh, free dollar cinema. So we're going to have dollar cinema is going to keep going. All of our yep. shows will keep going and we'll probably have some shows like in our on our main feed, like our DLCs or whatever. Like if me and Diane decide we want to talk about something and just we can throw it up. You know, it's not a problem. Anybody can just put a show on their feed without feeling like, OK, what am I going to, you know, scrounge to get to to, to put something out just for, for the DLC? PSXP is now going to be free for everyone. No more behind, you know, paid content like we, we that was something that I don't think we ever really wanted to do. Um, we did the Patreon, like Donnie said, to try to get that 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 uh, house party going, but we never really wanted to have content behind it. I was like, okay, we have this, so now we can create more content. But yep. as you know, things change. People don't have as much time to be able to create all that extra content, and we never wanted it really behind a paywall anyway. So now it's just all out there for everybody. So whenever we get a whim to do a show or do anything, we put it out, and uh, it'll pop up in your feeds. As long as Anchor remains free, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So if PSXP wants to do 10 shows a month or one show a month, like who cares? It's out there. If you care to listen to it, subscribe. No, I, yep. saying, I think that this is a good move because it's like, it's hard to do podcasts. I know that it's hard in the sense of like, it takes time. It's not the hardest yeah. thing I ever did in my life, you know, but it's just like, it's a commitment to have these conversations. And when you're in it, it's a ton of fun. It's great to talk to friends and have these conversations. It's almost like a therapy. You know, like I look yeah, forward yeah. to it. when someone says, hey, you want to do podcasts? I'm like, yes, because I get to kick it with homies, you know, yep. and like the regular day to day work life, dad life being, you know, being a partner and stuff like that. It's hard. And so when you get these moments to do it, it's great. But then the editing and even the stuff before where it's like, what are we going to talk about? And who's in and who's out? And oh, we were going to do it. I mean, I've canceled tons of podcasts where it was just like people couldn't be there or just my own personal stuff where I was like, I couldn't make it happen. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, I think that this is a good move. You know, you, you're going to have the content there. There is going to be something to listen to. And then just to have the freedom of things. Like I can say like, that's in a sense why I dropped my old show, um, you know, for other reasons as well. And then came back in a new format. Um, just at like, we have no script. We ha we're just conversation. Mm -hmm. Like there's one thing that I might share with them like that we're going to talk about for, but for the most part, it's just checking in on friends, like what's going on with you, what's happening, just having some jokes. Like I like to think of Cadillac on Mars as like a, just a few of us just kind of kicking it at like the bar, or like grabbing a burger and just chopping mm -hmm. it up. And then every so often I do like a one-off show where like if there's certain people that I'm like an artist or like some, uh, some type of creative person that I want to highlight, I do a one-off show with them and maybe I do it, maybe I don't. I also don't invite Delvin to those shows either. He just finds out later. But that's also my own selfishness. In this. <laughs> but I, you know, I think it's the, I think it's a good move. I think it's a right move. And also, does that mean um, that I get my dollar back, or like, how does this work out? No, no, Damn. absolutely not. No nah. refunds. Yeah, the support for December. I did lock it to where you will not be charged for January. 
actually after this episode goes live and we give it about a week, I'll uh, I'll shut it down formally. I'll just shut the whole thing down. It's so uh, it's, it's it's gone. So pour one out, you know. Goodbye mm-hmm. Patreon. Uh, hello uh, free feeds. So yeah, it's gonna like be free? fantastic. I'm saying free ninety nine. Yeah. It's great. Get all your stuff right here and uh, delving free. Also, we're just we're not yeah, inviting delving free <laughs> podcast free <laughs> delving free. <laughs> If you want to catch Delvin, he's on some other show. Like he's on 37 a lot of different this shows. This dude is still doing a lot. Allegedly yeah. taking December off, but. Allegedly yeah. is exactly what it is. He was trying to come back to and I was like, no, you're not allowed. Like, get out of here. <laughs> oh, man. Jordan, well, I, I, Jordan, I was thinking that when you joined. So I appreciate it. We do. We definitely appreciate Look, the support. The DLC <laughs> we, we feed it. that you have access to is loaded with content. So, like, we've got tons and tons of episodes. I definitely would go back and save your favorites. Like, you know, there's it's not like there's nothing there. There's a ton of stuff there. Yeah. Check it out. Absolutely. All right. So, with all of the housekeeping out of the way, um, let's get into some games. You know, we've had a, we've had some good stuff come out lately. What have you been playing, Chaffee? Even though you know you don't play video games, what, what has there anything that you actually have jumped into? No, man, I, I'm out here playing video games. Let's, you know what? Let's get this out of the way right now. <laughs> right now. I play video games. I mainline video games. Side stories. I don't know what that is. I don't do that. By but, mainline, uh, you mean play them wrong. I don't play them. Such as Horizon. You know, I mean, I did finish it in like four hours. I don't know what the problem was. <laughs> no, I've been, um, what have I been playing? Okay, so um, let me start with, I got one of those backbone controllers. And, okay, uh, yep. That's pretty ill. Like, mm-hmm. that was a game changer. I've used this sort of like where you have the adapter to hold your controller and it's like, that's eh, fine. But the weight distribution is weird. Man, the way the backbone switches the interface to like all one screen, I was like, dang, this is tight. I have Apple Arcade, so it's like my Apple Arcade, my Xbox, my PlayStation, boom, it's all there. Nice. Um, so when I was flying to Chicago over the weekend and flying back on the plane, I was playing a bunch of Pathless because I had never played it. And uh, Love that was game. a ton of fun. That was really, really good. It's really good. Um, yeah, Mike Fowler had recommended it, so I did not mm-hmm. want to play it. Absolutely. I was Absolutely like, mm, not. No. not really, man. <laughs> but actually getting into it, I was like, this is a really fun game. And then um, been slowly working my way through Guardians of the Galaxy, as everyone nice. has, and everyone should be. Like, this is so this good. is the way to end your year. If you want just some some good shoot shit type of fun with like these guys really earned their money on the dialogue. And I know you guys have been talking about it on the podcast before, but yeah. the lines, though there's a ton of lines, they're they're pretty dialed in. Like it's fun, you know? And then uh my last one that I've been playing is uh Fortnite. This new season is like super fun. Which guess who I got to play Fortnite with me? Jack? No. I was gonna say Jack. Jack. Kevin? Kevin? Nope. Delvin Jr. Delvin Sr. De- Delvin Sr. Oh wow. Delvin Sr. Yep. The Old man Delvin was able to get online. Yeah. It was yeah, he was online. He was playing with he was he was what? in chat. It was weird. It was like Wait, 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 wait. He was on chat too? Yeah, on chat as I, well. You're lying. He There's can't podcast, but he's got time to play Fortnite well, with kids. You know what? I'll say this. They're I didn't see him on kids. camera. So it could have been a stand-in for all I know. <laughs> you know, it could just There might be fakes out there. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Because uh, I don't know if you guys remember, <laughs> and this, this, sorry, super side note, um, the Mega Delvin 
a Twitter thread still does exist. So I don't know if you guys remember that. <laughs> <laughs> That's Delvin Coxon and Make America Great Hat. So uh, it's out there, man. <laughs> they get him. Did they catch uh, Mega Delvin at the insurrection? I mean, I think they did. I think he was like the first up over the wall. Uh, he's, the, he's the one who's going to do the most time. But uh, yeah, well, got to Delvin. It was amazing. I blew my mind. So um, some bullshit. Uh, yeah, it Just... was really weird. This is some bullshit. I, didn't I took it. that personally. Yeah. <laughs> For real. He's <laughs> like, I can't come podcast with you guys, but I can yeah. get out here playing Fortnite. You know, it I was, never it play was a one shot deal. Like he did he did it the one night. We didn't even tell us he was it. playing. Yeah. I mean it could have been a party, right? Well it was. It was me, him, Mike Fowler, um, Tayrell from Cadillac on Mars as well, and Stace Crunch and Milk. So we had a full party, but uh, I didn't see him invite you guys, so definitely not. That's messed Did up. Did you play as as uh, Marcus wow. or Kate? Uh, Delvin was um, homeboy from Bad Boys. Will Smith. What's his character? Of course name? he was. Of yeah. course he was. <laughs> it's it's very on brand. I don't remember who I was. I definitely um, bought the Gears of War pack, and I got second in my first match. Really? Like, I haven't played Fortnite in a year, and I got second. And Jack could not God. believe it. I got. I had ten kills. Mm-hmm. Jack was like, holy crap, and I almost had the last guy. We were just shooting each other at the end, and he, he ended up getting me. I uh, just but, got one more bullet than you type yep. of thing. But I had oh, to get man. that Gears pack. I had to get it. Yeah. Now, we got my son uses my uh, – my had started put gaming on my account, so we have, like, a ton of skins and stuff like that. We yeah. got from, like, season two or yeah, something. Same. We've yeah. got, like, just all kinds. Of, it's so – I'm such, like, the the perfect Fortnite, like, target. They release some new awesome skin. I give them 20 bucks. I play once and I never play it again until they release the yeah. next awesome skin. I give them 20 more dollars. I do it again. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm Batman. This is cool. And then I just give it to Jack and he just plays it. Yeah. All right. I've got a bunch of skins that I've picked up along the way that have never put them on. Yeah. Same. They're just they're just in the in the locker space. <laughs> Maybe they'll let us own it. Maybe they'll make them NFTs and we can like trade them and sell them to other oh, people. Jesus. Oh, like I got this Joker skin. I'll trade you for your, you know, Horizon skin. Like, yeah, we could do it. Though I was bummed recently. They did um, one of the emotes was the character gets like in a in like a a version of like a six four Impala and kind of does hydraulics along the way. Nice. I messed Look up. Rebecca, just community management in the I chat. I know. I love it. Super she is, I was watching that. Like, oh, she's just taking emojis and you. everything. Bex, you're the best. You're the best. We don't. We you're don't the best deliver. of us. Yeah, Not she is. She is the best of us. There's no <laughs> denying. Far. There's no denying that at all. Not God, good. awesome. She's out here shopping for herself, living her best life, getting contracts and whatnot. Shout mm-hmm. out to her. Hanging out with Jeff Keeley. She just she got it like that. Yeah. Both. Is that, is that really why PSVG's crumbling? Just Rebecca's too big. No, that's the only reason it's still around. She's dragging us along. What do you mean? She is taking us with her. We are holding on. She's like, no. She is the tape keeping this thing together. She just needs to shake one pant leg and that's it. You guys are a wrap. You just fall off. She's yeah, like, when she leaves, I'm just going to. That's when I'm actually going to shut her. I'm like, well, yeah. it's been fun, folks. Shut it down. Closing the doors for good when she leaves. It's fun while it lasted, guys. Yeah. Fast forward to next summer. Whoop. Sounds like you're having some fun playing some games, even though yeah. Delvin is somehow playing with you. Sounds like some absolute nonsense because he don't play video games with people. This is shenanigans. Yeah, he, he really doesn't. Yeah. What about you, Danny? What you been playing? I have notes. Oh, God. 
Um, Here we go. Team. Everybody strap in. Strap in. It's going to be Ooh, a while. So I'll let you pick first. Do you want to hear about the Xbox documentary? Or do you want to Tell talk me about, about the Xbox documentary that I'm not going to watch. Okay. So I got a bunch of notes here. Um, just off the top, I want to tell everybody that I absolutely, absolutely loved it. It was everything I wanted them to do and more. I think they were extremely... Um, Trying to think of the right word, open and honest and transparent. That's the word I was looking for um, with the viewer. And I told you guys this when it was announced, right? That Xbox has a history. If you ever dive into some, like some Xbox legacy, a history of falling on their face. Like they do mm-hmm. it over and over and over again, and they hit on every single one that they did. And I loved how they owned it. They took it on, they owned it, and that's that's like the legacy of Xbox, I think. Um, and I absolutely, just absolutely adored it. Devin, you have to watch it. I think you'll get so much enjoyment out of them talking about early prototypes and early technology, and they start breaking down motherboards and how they're shaving wires and all the things that are going. They got AV switches under the stage, and they're flipping back and forth trying to make sure demos don't break. Like, just a tech fan. Just but a I gotta just, stay on brand. Like You like it, so I can't. Even as a gaming, just a gaming historian or a tech fan, there's a lot to love. They start talking about that original Xbox prototype that they showed and all the things that went wrong and how they shoved it in. And they, they show a picture of it, like with the back taken out, all these cords that are just smashed oh, in wow. it and how they're like sought, like none of them worked when they got there. And they were just like soldering and ripping things out, like trying to make it work as people are like sitting down for their show. And you start talking about, um, let me look at my notes here. Laura Bailey narrates. So if you like Laura Bailey, oh, nice. watch it. Um, they talk about how they had to basically go against Windows CE at the time. Like mm-hmm. they basically brought this up. They're like, "Hey, if we don't enter the games business, Sony is going to take our place in the technology sector." Like that's the whole thing from where. Interesting. Because at the time, Sony was pushing the PlayStation as a PC replacement. Like you hook it up to your TV, and it does all this kind of stuff that you won't need PCs to do. So they saw that as direct competition, and. Bill, Bill Gates is basically like, yeah, we need to do it. So he brings in like the Windows CE people, which I think have like 3DO or something else experience. I don't remember. Um, but they're like, they have something. And then you have these four dudes from Xbox who are working on DirectX who love PC gaming. Mm-hmm. And they are the ones that had the Xbox vision, like this whole separate thing than what gaming was doing. Right. So like the whole Xbox, if you want to talk about the original Xbox idea, they hated that like PlayStation, Nintendo, they were hard to code for. Mm-hmm. The dev kits were in Japanese. Like there was no support for other developers. They were like, what if we streamline this? Let's bring all of the gaming technologies to developers. Like we've got it, right? We've got DirectX. We've got all these things that we can put on a PC. Let's just make a console out of a PC and let's cut out the middleman. Like let's get this to people so they can build games instead of working on this. Um, they, they have this. It's a great story. They have this basically like this showdown. Or they sit in a, bo- in a boardroom and one team is pitching the Xbox idea and the other team, the Microsoft CE team, I mean, yeah, the, the Windows CE team, they're pitching basically like a new 3DO, like a new system, but it's like the traditional system. Mm-hmm. And they're going back and forth and back 3DO? and forth. 3DO? I, I don't remember That's which one so, it was. Philips or something. I know, it was. I know the CDI, Philips CDI. It was something like that. I don't I mean, remember I know which Dreamcast one. Dreamcast ran CE It wasn't Dreamcast. Well. It was one of it was one of the earlier ones, but they were basically pitching a traditional console, and 
the Xbox team, they're like, no, 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 it's going to run Windows, it's going to run DirectX, like we're going to do all this stuff. And Bill Gates is, they're, they're back and forth. Bill Gates sees pros and cons for both of them. And what eventually won the Xbox out is they bring this prototype that they built just on their own, like this box. And they basically stripped everything out of Windows on it. Mm-hmm. They have a PlayStation emulator running on PC. They put in a PlayStation disc Tomb Raider. This is a story I've never heard before. They, like they pitched it with Tomb Raider, wasn't even one of their own games, which they wow. had games at the time, like Age of Empires and stuff. They put Tomb Raider on it, and here's the cell. They close the lid, they press start, and it booted up in six seconds. And apparently, that blew Bill Gates' mind at the time. Because if you guys, well, Chalfie knows. Um, yeah. Chalfie knows. Yeah. Back in the 90s, man, when you booted up a PC, it took ages. It took for minutes. Ever. Five, six, oh seven, eight God. minutes. You boot up. You go to the restroom, you come back and check, <laughs> then you get something to drink, then you come back and check, maybe it's ready. Yeah. Then and you can watch And then you don't shut it down ever and... again. Yeah. No. You're not, you're, no. So the fact it just completely blew their mind. And the thing that I love about it most is that they have the guy from Windows CE and he's just like, he's telling it like it is. He's like, we were pissed because he's like, we weren't given the opportunity to bring a, uh, a prototype. Like we didn't know that was the assignment. And apparently Bill Gates reaction to them was they didn't either, but they did. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ask for forgiveness later. Just do it, man. <laughs> um, they also want another. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil things, but I want to. I'm trying to set the hook. I want you've, people to watch. You definitely said it. Now I have to watch it. And I hate Jeff. You. They talk about how they wanted to run the original Windows, but the Windows team at the time wasn't jiving with what they were doing because they were doing like this own like at the core of especially like the first three episodes really is how Xbox was so counterculture to Microsoft and mm-hmm. the hurdles that they had to fight through and the politicking and the inner battles that they had to do to get their vision. They had to steal an original kernel of Windows in the middle of the night <laughs> to get it from wow. them because the Windows team wouldn't give it to them. So they talk about the story. They got to go into the server room at like midnight and get in and get out and copy it and bring it back. <laughs> Um, there's so much good stuff like that. Oh um, man, that's funny. I just mentioned how... them in there like uh, that early Tom Cruise Mission Impossible, just like right. <laughs> yes. Yep. They're um, they originally rejected GTA Three. Rockstar brought it to them and showed them uh, GTA Two, and they were like, "We want to do this, but in first person." And Microsoft was like, "That's impossible." Wow. wow. Like, that's, that's, that's the first falling on their face, right? Again, they have a, <laughs> such a long history. They talk about God. the Red Ring of Death. They go way in depth on the Red Ring of Death. They go way in depth on Xbox <laughs> One and Connect and all the missteps that it was. Don Matrick is there. I did not expect him to be. Wow. He shows up and starts talking. Um, let him speak, huh? Yeah. It's just they talk about the, the E3 demo that everybody knows where it like didn't work, um, failed to boot. Um, it's just it's a great nostalgia trip. The only downside that I have, I do have one con. There's a lot of Lauren landing in Odd World, and really, you guys know how why? I feel. God, you can, can just fuck. We off, have so. seen enough of that dude to last us a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. We don't ever need to see anything Odd World. Always finds a way to work himself again. in there. And one of the things Jesus that I absolutely Christ. loved is, you know, they talk about how they had to rediscover and recommit themselves to power and like PC and like that mm-hmm. Xbox vision that they had at the beginning is basically what's been driving them here recently. Like they're trying to get back to that after sidestepping with the Xbox one. And you know, cause I've talked about it often. Yeah. That's what I want from Xbox. Like when I buy an Xbox, that's what I buy it for. It's not what I buy American my Nintendo muscle. for. 
yeah, yeah. It's, I don't buy my Nintendo Clearly. for that. It's I have different expectations for these different brands. And uh, I think that's why, for me, I'm just so on board with everything they've been doing. They have Game Pass. They talk about their studios. One of my favorite things that they did discuss was how they treated Fable and Lionhead. Yeah, I, and I was reading some articles about that. They talked in depth about how that influenced them when they bought Mojang and everybody else. They're like, we can't have another Lionhead. Like, we can't do that again. So, like, the lessons that they learned from that and how they need to accept other um, studio culture and not try to make them adapt to us. We need to adapt to them. Like there's a reason why we bought them and there's a reason why we see value in them. We can't change them. So yeah, I absolutely loved it. It's six episodes. I think they're like 40 minutes a piece. I watched every one of them in one night. I mean, Jack just sat on the chair. We ordered pizza and we just sat back and it's, it's like, if you didn't watch it over on crackle, they've got uh, playing with power, which was a Nintendo documentary that from start really to finish. Good. I enjoyed it's, that. It's much. like that. Like the production value and everything is on on exact same brand. They have like these cutscene animations, these cartoon animations of games that are like basically telling the point as the people are interviewing mm-hmm. or explaining what's happening. And you just see again the culture shock with Microsoft. But honestly, one of the craziest things is just how much power and money these twenty year olds had in 1996 to try and do something. They just shoved a billion dollars into these kids' hands. And they've never done this before. They've never manufactured a console. They went. They like. They went to all these other um, manufacturers like Dell and stuff to try. And like none of them would take on the projects, and they got to do it themselves. And they're talking about how they're flying across the seas to get motherboards and physically like bringing them back so they can build prototypes. Like all of that last minute magic that we associate with like crunch mm-hmm. and video games. This is a great display of what that looks like for better and for worse. And they talk about yeah. it. One of the most powerful lines that I wrote down is there's an interview from a a woman. I I don't think I wrote her name down, but she says, um, if you serve, she's like, I survived launching the console, but most of my relationships didn't. And Mm. like, there's a lot of people that go through that. And they even touch on that a little bit too. Like I said, it's just very transparent. It's not marketing. It doesn't feel like we're awesome. It's very transparent, honest. And like they, they, they embrace their mistakes. And yeah. I know a lot of people are making fun of them because they're selling a red ring of death poster. I think that's a part I of it. I think that's awesome. I think yeah. that's awesome. Like that's the biggest difference I would say between Xbox and all the other studios. They're way more transparent. They're way more like, this is what we're trying to do. Come along for the ride. Like we're not trying to, it's not like Sony or Nintendo where everything is a closed door. Everything is behind locked doors. We're not going to tell you anything. We're not going to bring you in. Xbox definitely like their their slogan for Xbox 360 jump in. Yeah. Like that is like who at a core they've always been. It's like, come on, man, let's do this together. Let's go have fun. Like that's the one thing that I can say about them is that they're always willing to let you know, like, this is what's going on. This is what we're thinking. This is what we're doing. Come with us. Like, it's not about like, we're Sony and you're going to get on board because you're, you're going to go get a second job to buy this PlayStation. <laughs> you know, like I, I hate that arrogance, you know? And like you said, the Xbox is willing to fall on its face and pick itself back up. Like that's almost like, like the American way. It's like, look, man, we just going to keep grinding this out and we're going to keep trying. Like, don't give up. Let's just, let's just keep going. Let's pick ourselves up by our bootstraps and try something different and keep it pushing. So that's one thing that I do like about Xbox. And we've just witnessed the Donnie charm of him taking a thing and really dissecting it and putting it in in a way that makes me want to actually go watch this damn documentary that I was 100 percent shelf worthy. I hate you. If they sold a special edition or a box copy, I absolutely want a copy to put on my shelf. I mean, I absolutely loved it. It's incredible. See, and I think that like 
we need more sort of docu-series or documentaries like this because it yeah. also it's one of my favorite like, things the last of us like yeah. their documentary like i like this stuff give it to me yeah but it also helps squash the sort of internet nonsense sometimes like i think as consumers and you know people on social media we just like don't see that it's a process to develop these machines and that they are from scratch like they're mm -hmm. it's concept to product like it's not just let's make a xbox series x and then like bah, it just appears it's like it's a lot of process and to jump into that first original og xbox which was gigantic with that insane ass controller like let's the talk duke. about that they do talk yeah. about the duke at length and they talk about the original xbox and when you I don't think I ever thought about it at the time, but when you learn exactly what they were doing to change the game with that original Xbox, you understand exactly why it's as big as it is. Mm -hmm. Like you get it. You're like, it has to be. It's yeah. got this big ass hard drive in it. Like it's got a network big <laughs> card in it. Like it has to be. Like it, yeah. It's doing stuff that these other consoles have never done. Well, like when it was I, a PC, how can we yeah. shrink and it down? What I was just about to say was that like my neighbors at the time, um, they were huge pe like these dudes were just building towers upon towers all the time. Like that's what these three dudes mm -hmm. lived. And um, they all went in on the Xbox and not the PlayStation because they understood PC and they understood what was in it. So kind of going back to what, to what Dev is saying, it's also that transparency piece. They knew mm -hmm. what was under the hood. Mm -hmm. So they're like, this speaks my language. I that's did. the thing. Yeah. As I've learned more about PC culture, in PC gaming, it's the one thing that absolutely, like, I was the target demographic for this Xbox customer when they were, you know, in 1999 when they were launching a console in America. I was exactly what they wanted. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't have money for a computer. I didn't have the internet. I didn't know anything about computers. But, like, when I think Xbox, like I said before, when I buy Xbox, I buy it for power. I want to hear teraflops and pixels and resolutions. Yeah. That's what I'm there for. To me, Xbox is basically PC gaming. That's where I met Bethesda. That's where I play Doom. That's where I play Quake. Yeah. Like that to me is where I go for those things. That's where I play Skyrim. <laughs> like all this stuff that people were doing on PCs. Like you could just get a PC. Like I could, but I never did. I like that Xbox took that, made it simpler, put it in a form factor that I would appreciate as somebody who played Nintendo. And I was always there for it. And they lost me during the Xbox One for all the reasons that they go over connect yeah. and fable and Lionhead and the price and the power and i was like this is not what i want right it's like bro y'all been nintendo stop it exactly yeah. and then they <laughs> then they flip the game then phil spencer comes in and they're like we're gonna get back to being xbox and now yeah. you see going fast forward you added some game pass i'm back i'm back and better than ever i absolutely love what they're doing and i wanted to talk about like the poster too because when i saw the, the red ring awesome. poster come out i, so I thought awesome. it was brilliant because one I think the people who are bothered by it weren't there. No, like, absolutely gonna, not. I, I know I don't know everybody. You just weren't there. I was there. <laughs> and all my fucking friends who had Xbox, who, if you had one 360, then you didn't play video games. You just had it. <laughs> because uh, bare minimum, you had three. Bare minimum, you had three. And you wrapped it in a towel, and you did the sideways, the upside. Like, you did I the had thing. I had the red ring, mm -hmm. I think twice, maybe three times. I don't remember. But the thing is, it was never that much of a, a obstruction for me because when I buy consoles, and I don't think they sell them anymore, but at the time when I was buying consoles up until the PS4, I always bought the GameStop warranty. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and the GameStop warranty was full clad. You could walk oh, in any yeah. day, two years from now, and exchange this console for another one whenever you want, no questions asked. And I think every time I had a red ring, I swapped it. And every time I swapped it, I got another warranty. <laughs> like, so mm-hmm. for me, it was always kind of like it sucked. That, like, I'm not excusing it. But yeah. you hear these people are like, oh, I'm just out of all this money and I'm going to flip the PlayStation. I just like went and got another one. I was like, I'll just get another Those people that shopped at Best Buy. Yeah, I was playing that same day. <laughs> I because came home and kept We got out. to a point where we were swapping out, like replacing just because that's what it was. You, you bought the source plan. Let's just go grab you off the shelf. They were like, no, no, no. We can't keep doing this. We have to go ahead and create this <laughs> Xbox so replacement program. So <laughs> they would actually have refurbished ones. So it would go like... You would bring yours in, we would send that out, and then as we're sending yours out, one would basically co- be coming to us from yeah. our refurbished center. So those yeah. people, yeah. Ugh. On the Red Ring of Death topic, they go in depth. They had a bone pile of return 360s that were Red Ring. They said a million deep. Damn. Yeah. Think of I a remember. warehouse with a yeah. million Bruh. 360s on pallets. That's Bruh. wild. Uh, the amount of 360s that I returned myself when I worked at Best Buy, <laughs> dude, like it was, it was no joke. We were getting and I like was, gallons of them a day. It was insane. I've told the story before how I got a credit card to get my Wii and I bought two of them so I could pay for my Wii. Like I didn't have the money to buy consoles. So I was never going to flip because the PlayStation was freaking expensive, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the PS3 wasn't cheap for a long time. Um but that Red Ring of Depo- Death episode, I really appreciated. Um, they have like the engineer that was in charge of trying to fix it. And he just openly comes up. And he's like, we had a million of them. We kept going through them as fast as we could. Because a big part of it, they were like, why does this keep happening? Why is it taking you so long to fix it? They didn't know. They couldn't mm-hmm. figure it out. It, it would was change from device to device. They would keep going. And just every one of them, they think they'd fix it. They send them out. It breaks six months later. They bring it back. And uh, you just feel for them in that moment. They talk about how they stopped making them. They just imagine today mm-hmm. with consoles in demand. Like I can imagine that today. That's just easy because we ain't production. got parts. They were just like, yeah. stop making them until you figure this out. Just, just we're not making a new one until this is fixed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I do give them props for stepping up the way they did. Just like they I give it. Sony props when they got hacked for stepping up the way they did. You yeah. have to. Because yeah. if you lose that trust, uh, and they say it in the episode on the documentary, if we did it meet the bar then there would be no xbox like that was a brand killer they had no other choice and it cost them a ton of money um and but again what's xbox's legacy they brush themselves off and they keep going yep yeah fall down six times get up seven it's just nothing but resilient yeah Yeah. and that was the other thing i was going to say about the poster too is that they recognize that like like they're able to in retrospect make fun of themselves or recognize the humor in it, you know, but not repeat that same. They've yes, there are continuous issues, but it's not the same issue. They keep trying like, so what that, I think it was a big reason why the Xbox one originally was so big. They made sure that box didn't overheat. Yeah. They're like, no (laughs) way now. They're like, we're giving it all this space, but it's like, they make the things to remedy the situation as opposed to saying like, I don't know. It is what it is. Keep buying it. Right. And there's a lot of companies that will just keep selling you the same thing. No changes, no alterations, mm-hmm. or you get the new version and it's also smooth 50 to hundred dollars more. You know, this right. is just like, we're trying, we're trying. And so yeah. when you talked about like all the missteps that have happened along the way, they somehow managed to acknowledge the past somehow to say, yeah. 
we know part we of their charm. That it was it's be part this. of their legacy. Like they yeah. own it. Like we're not going to shy away from the fact that the Red Ring of Death was a thing. We're going to own that part of our legacy. And here's something to commemorate it. Like yeah. there should be. There's no shame in the Red Ring of Death. Like well, I think that's your that part happened. is they bring us in on it. Yeah, we're a part yeah. of it. We're on the ride with them. They don't just like shun it and act like it never happened. Exactly. Gotta love them for it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's that I think that poster is awesome, and that's part of their the Xbox charm. It's like, look, yeah, it happened. We're gonna acknowledge it, and here's something yeah. to commemorate the, the shenanigans that was the Red Ring of Death. There's no need to shy away from that or mm-hmm. push it under the rug or try to pretend like it wasn't a thing yeah. that helped shape and mold the company that we are now. Yeah, because it was one thousand percent a thing. You can't ignore oh, yeah. it. Yep. I think it was a thirty three percent fail rate. One in every three was bad. Mm-hmm. So it's like <laughs> when we were seven of them, you like, and you remember they like sold a hundred million of those damn things. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, wow. So it's a great documentary. It's free. You don't even have to pay for it. So they're just begging you to watch it. It's on YouTube. Go watch it. Yep. Um, I want to talk about Halo. This is our last yes. official podcast of the year. We're going to do our favorite games podcast. We'll put it out next week. Um, but this is our last regular episode as we take a little holiday break. And uh, I haven't completed the Halo campaign quite yet, um, but I'm pretty far along. And I just really wrote down some thoughts because it's an interesting one for me, actually. It's somewhat challenging. So I'm just going to own up some things at the top. Um, I'm 100% going to like review Halo based on the campaign and only the campaign. I don't play multiplayer. I never have. Probably never will. So doesn't mean anything to me. So if you don't like what I have to say here, if you think any of it's hot takes <laughs> or it's dismissing the fact that it has multiplayer, just know that I know that and I'm, I'm admitting that up front. I'm giving you context. Um, so I really like Halo. I think it's really good. Uh, I'm going to say some things about it that I, I want to criticize, but I want to make sure that everybody knows that I, I like it a lot. Um, the reason that I wrote down notes is as I was playing it, I kept coming around to like this... And I don't know if it's, maybe it is the multiplayer. Maybe it's the fact that I'm just not playing multiplayer, so I'm missing this piece of the puzzle. Um, It's probably likely. But Halo's getting such rave reviews. 10 out of 10s, game of the years, and stuff like that. And I just kept coming around to the, kind of the, the reminded theme that I just, I don't think it's that good. I don't Mm. think it's amazing. I think it's great. Okay. Like, it's very good, and it's great. Like, personally, it wouldn't crack my top five game of the year this year. Probably like seven or eight. Um, I don't know. I'll have to think about it for the for the show this weekend. But I wrote down some things. I want to. I, I know so often when we talk about games, we talk about the things that stick out to us versus the things we like. So I'm going to flip that narrative. I'm going to talk about the things I like first. I absolutely love the interior sections when you get in these bases and these spires mm-hmm. and you run around these sci-fi Promethean places. Is my favorite part about Halo Four. I always tell everybody Halo Four is my favorite. Everybody makes fun of me, and I say it was my favorite because it always reminded me of Metroid. And these sections remind me of Metroid. It's very alien. Like Metroid Prometheus. Prime? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's just got all these like, you know, tiled floors and neon lights and windows and glowy stuff. And it's just very sci-fi and cool. And I think it's really, really fun. Um, I've already talked about it before, but major shout out to the grunts and the enemies and their dialogue. It is insane they fun so to dumb. smash and shoot these guys. They it is so, so funny. Oh, duh. And there's so much of it. Like, I don't yeah. even feel like it's repetitive. They all have so many differing things to say. Um, they almost feel individual. This game has great boss fights, and I don't think I've ever thought of that about it in a Halo game. I don't think, and I've played Halo 1, I've played Halo 2, Halo 3, I've played Reach and 4 and Half 5. And I know that there are like 
marquee bat like bot like I guess boss fights. They're marquee battles with stronger people. I honestly don't think I've ever been like this is a boss fight. <laughs> it's never mm-hmm. like dawned on me like this is a boss fight. Not like Doom, right? Like Doom has boss fights. Like I never thought of that in Halo until this game. Like this game has legit boss fights and they feel so like ran- boss fights. Random question. Have Halo games not before had damned enemies with like two health bars? Is that not a thing? So my history with Halo is that I've played them and most of the time their campaigns and their stories are nonsensical to me. I have really have I've always had a really hard time keeping up with Cortana and the Swarm and the Flood and I'm like, who is keeping up with all of this? So I honestly am not the best person to answer. Honestly, I'm not even the best person to I even mean, review. But you Halo. know what you're shooting at, so you would see yes. the name. That's what I, I, I mean. Remember. I don't I think remember. Of a they're boss not fight. memorable. They're not memorable okay. to me. On the other games, they're not memorable. Um, the grapple shot's great, especially for open world traversal. It's crazy what you can do when you level it up. You can literally just go anywhere. Like you can look at a very tall mountaintop, and you can just basically just keep shooting your way up there. <laughs> like I, I've gotten this endless loop where I just keep shooting and keep grappling my way up any surface, which is really fun. It does add to the gameplay, um, especially traversal. Hmm. One of the notes that I wrote down, I wrote this down the other night, I actually tweeted it, is I wrote the words Infinite Halo, which may sound a little on the nose, but really what this game is, I understand the name, um, it's basically like, especially in the campaign, it's just infinite amounts of Halo. It doesn't really do anything other than what the core loop of Halo is, is that basically there's a bunch of installations and bases and camps or whatever you want to call them scattered all over this map. And you go to them and you shoot them. And some of them are very big and complex and some of them are very small. But that's all that you're doing. Like, there's nothing else. It's just Halo. It's just infinite amounts of Halo. Like, you just have these Halo experiences constantly. Um, so now I want to start talking about a few things. Here's, here's like, my main point or the main drive that I'm getting from the campaign that I'm wrestling with. And I'll even, I'll even throw this out to you to, to respond to me about it because I'm not exactly sure where I even come out on this. I think it does infinite halo. Well, like it's doing the halo loop. Well, like what, what you expect when you get a halo is perfect. I just don't think it holds up to when you compare it to other open world games or open area Mm -hmm. games. Um, like I'm thinking far cry, obviously, but dying light Metro, I kind of have in mind, you even think something like crisis or Anthem at like a a lower tier quality level. Mm -hmm. When I think open world, I even wrote this down. When I think open world, I think diversity, I think characters, I think variety, and I think progress. And diversity in how you travel that world, diversity within the world, different biomes, different areas to explore, different things to find, uh, different characters, different interaction with the characters, support characters, bad characters, quest lines, trading sequences, you know, things like that. Variety in what you're doing, racing cars, flying planes, jumping out of stuff, fishing, hunting, collectibles, solving puzzles. Like when I think open world and open world games, and when you compare things, like a lot of people are comparing Halo to Breath of the Wild. When I think Breath of the Wild, these are the things that I think of. When I think of Far Cry, these are the things that I think of. I think Halo at its loop, like if you're basically just judging, like what is it doing? It's very much like Doom, like, Mm -hmm. but in an open world, which is kind of weird, right? It doesn't, to me, that doesn't necessarily sound like even Doom has collectibles and hidden things. Right. Um, which I mean, Halo's got skulls, but I was gonna say, aren't there like there audio logs and things that there are audio like? logs? So the number one thing that I was gonna write there say next is world building. There are audio logs, and the audio logs are are great actually. I would like yeah. them if they were encounters, and you met these people, or you flashbacks or cutscenes or something. 
the fact that they're just in audio log form, mm-hmm. I feel like is it makes the game feel like it's missing something, like a like a live world. Like so, mm. one of the things you do is you rescue squads. Like so, you start the game and they're like everybody's dead, but they're not actually. There are tons of these squads all over the map. There are people here that you go and find, but they don't really do anything, and you don't find them outside of like that's the. I don't want to say the problem because again, I don't want it to sound like I'm I'm being too critical because the game is good. I want to remind you the game is good, but the open world activities that they have on the map are so cookie cutter and like the same things, and they're just scattered. You just kind of again, it's just infinite Halo loops. Like you go save the squad, and the squad pops up, and they're like, "Thanks, Chief." And you go save the next squad, and you go to the next base, you kill everybody, and then you go to the next. It's just like the same. So thing. So you don't like save a squad and that area changes and you get more questions exactly. nothing like that so exactly. it's just literally just like that's a it. public event you yeah. go you save them and, hey, and they're going to get captured again and you're saving base with the same squad again i thought destiny a lot it's it, not it, destiny. It, it reminds me of like like the hub world like when you're running between like how there's these things that are happening but it's kind of all the same thing and it just kind of keeps happening it's kind of like that um I did write this down. The Zelda comparisons are obviously you guys know something I was going to focus on because I love Zelda and I understand where they're coming from. There are similarities. Um, the one thing that I feel like needs to be said when people say it's Breath of the Wild Halo, not every open world game is Breath of the Wild. There were tons of open world like games before Breath of the Wild ever existed. Everything Breath of the Wild. Right. I think the only thing about Halo that's Breath of the Wild like is the physics. You can do some crazy stuff with the physics. You can with the physics, but it's not the same. It's not like the it's chemistry the system no. in Zelda. It's not even close. Yeah. It's. I feel like that's you're reaching if you're trying to make that point. Like you can shoot something and it'll move, but like you can do that in Wolfenstein. Have you seen what people do with that bat that that hammer and the yeah. grappling hook? Like that is ridiculous. Yeah, but that's like the only thing, right? Like with Breath of the Wild, you could cook to get in areas that you couldn't access, right? Like you could you could cheese these systems, and it wasn't cheating the game. The game was allowing you to do it if you were smart enough to do it. Halo doesn't really have that, um, I think. People may disagree with me. What it does have is it... two things real quick, because a while back I had like sent you guys a question about like, you know, overused terms. And this is kind of more of what I was talking about when I said like, mm-hmm. I'm tired of the like, every game that has difficulty is Souls-like. Souls. Right. It's, Souls, it's like, no, you're going to die in games. It's not a Souls-like game. You just die. Any game with some type of open world, it's a Breath of the Wild type. And it's like, no, these games existed. And it's almost like it it doesn't have a good descriptive value. Because right. for me, no hot take, I didn't like Breath of the Wild. I like a map either. from the get-go. There are elements that I was like, damn, this game is a lot of fun. But it just it was too loose for me. So yeah. when I hear a game described as Breath of the Wild like, I'm like, I'm not gonna play. I'm it's with you there, Trophy, hundred percent. And well, so it's just like if you I haven't it, played Halo Infinite, don't not play it because of that reason, because I don't think that reason is really valid. Well, yeah. and then that takes so I'm glad you said that statement because this takes me into something else. Um, is Halo an old man's game? And the reason why I say this is you can know I work in a school, I'm around kids. I got a middle middle schooler in my house as well. These kids ain't talking about Halo. Like, I asked them, what are you guys playing? Did anyone try oh, Halo Oh, really? Yet? That's crazy. Yeah, All of Jack and all of his friends are doing nothing but Halo. They're telling me, they're like, we tried it, but they're back to Call of Duty, Fortnite, GTA. Like, that those, are, those are their bread and butters. With my crew, it's all Halo, but it has nothing to do with the campaign. It is all multiplayer. All multi- 
Well, they yeah, haven't even touched too. the campaign. And I'm like, what do you guys think about the multiplayer? And they're like, it's fine, but it's not this other thing, you know? It's just so I wonder if it's like a generational thing too, because it seems like that's where a lot of the hype comes from. But because the I right. also, like, I'm not, I didn't, I've never really owned any Halo game. Like, I've never really played any Halo games, to be honest. I think the only one I played was like the one before. Was that five? Yeah. And I played yeah. the campaign. I enjoyed it. But I don't have the history. I don't have that, sure. that piece. Okay. I was Neither very much I. a PlayStation So guy. in that regard, this is the perfect Halo for you to play. Okay. The story. Gonna, I'm going to get into that and one. And I have it downloaded. Experience like I, want, I, I plan to <laughs> the play. The story is actually quite excellent. It's simple. Um, they do have history. The other games matter. They're here. But you don't need to know them to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And actually, Master Chief's, not relationship, Master Chief's parallel with his villain, Asheram, is really good. His his relationship with the new Cortana, the weapon and the pilot is really good. I don't dig the pilot as much uh, as maybe other people. I don't even know if people are digging the pilot, like his arc. It's different, which is fine. I don't really, it's either, it's really here or there for me. I don't really care for it. I don't think it's bad, but it's not really impactful for me, but the weapon and chief and then chief, not in his relationship to his villain, but basically the, how they counter is really good. It's a simple story, which brings me to... I got just a couple more points I'll bring you guys in here. Um, I wrote down, it's a great balance of new and old. It looks old and plays new, but it all feels like Halo. And when I mean it looks old... like It plays it, new? It's stylistic. It feels <laughs> stylish like Halo. It feels like you're playing like almost the original Halo in modern times. Mm-hmm. Right? But I feel like the gunplay is that Halo gunplay that you expect. Like I do know that gunplay, and it's still very good even in the campaign. Like it's, I am enjoying it quite a bit. Um, Interesting. Ultimately, I wrote down. I feel like this game feels comfortable, and that'd be like my my review tag. It's comfortably Halo. I'm not sure if did you guys read the Bloomberg report on three four three, Jason Schreier's thing. I did not. So he had a report. It came out last week, um, basically detailing the development of this game, and apparently they cut like two thirds of this game out. And having now played a big chunk of the campaign, I feel like that makes a lot of sense. I can see that in the world. Like, remember, I talk about these cookie cutter kind of activities. And I don't Mm -hmm. mean that as a derogatory term. They're fun. They're fun to do. Right. It's just not the fleshed out world building thing that you would expect from an open world game, be it first person action, whatever. And you think of something God of War, Gears of War 5. Like, it's not that. Um, It makes sense to me. That said, with all of the development that this game has been through and the troubles that we all know about it was taking place live that we saw, and then you hear the reports, what Jason said that they did to ship this game in its current state, I'm incredibly impressed with how good this game is considering the trouble. Considering everything that it's having, it's not Anthem. It's not Cyberpunk. It's way better than that. It is cohesive. The story, be it simple, is good. The game is quality. It looks good. It plays well. I had two freezes the day after we had Kevin on said he had a freeze. I haven't had a freeze since. I've had no issue since, and I'm still using Quick Resume. I was like, I don't care about the stupid vault thing. I don't care what any of the multiplayer skins. Like, <laughs> y'all can have that. I will give you multiplayer skins to me to keep doing my Quick Resume. I've had no issues. Um, yeah. So with everything considered, I like the game a lot. Uh, if I was rating in a review score somewhere, I'd probably like an eight. Um, I just don't think it's, I think I'm, I'm in this, it makes me feel very similar to Mario Odyssey where I hear a game where everybody's like, it's amazing. And I'm playing it and I'm like, I just, I don't see the amazing part. It's very right. good. It's very good. And I will say this, 
I think a large part of my review, if you don't, if somebody out there is not liking what I'm saying, just know that I'm not a Halo fan. So if you're a Halo fan, and that honestly, I wrote this down. I didn't even say it when I wanted to. When I was talking about it doing Halo very well, but not being like an open world game, I say that as somebody who loves open world games. So I'm bringing my open world mind to this. The question mm-hmm. that I wrote down, that's me. Does anybody want that from Halo? <laughs> Am I the only person that when you go, this is open world, that I'm like, yeah, this is what I want when you say open world action game. Or there are Halo fans out there that are like, oh, I could just do this forever. I can just keep fighting these camps of, you know, grunts and stuff until, you know, endlessly because I just right. love playing Halo so much. So uh, I think if people are in that regard, like I think if you love Halo and you like Halo, and this campaign nails it, um, I would dare say this is probably my favorite Halo campaign. I do wish Traversal was a little mm. bit more fun. I haven't unlocked all the flying stuff yet, but I, I wish it was more fun. Not that there were more things to do, but more fun. I wish it was more fun things to navigate around the map or more things to find. You know, I'm just running across this map. There's just nothing to find. You know, I just that discovery. What's Feel over like that hill? Give, I just wish it don't was give Donnie a big ass map with nothing in it. That is yeah. the one thing. Like I remember, like your Horizon talk. Like it's like it's this like map is huge, nope. and it's it's kind of similar to Horizon. <laughs> but it's but like, Horizon had the towers that you climbed. It had the yeah. the whatever the upgrades that you get to her Bluetooth, right? Like her you Bluetooth go into the, little, the 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 tombs and you get those. Yeah. Like it, it had different activities, variety. That's what yeah, I feel is, like Halo Infinite is, just, is missing. Go yeah. save these these the squad again, basically. Yeah, go, yeah. Go save, go save the squad. Again. It does have upgrades. But they're just a point on the map. You just go to the map, get rid of the enemies that are near it, and you just open this chest. Like, I want to find it. Like, I want to climb stuff. At least with with the Halo, the the, the Horizon stuff, like, you had to figure out the patterns and all of that stuff. It was a puzzle. It was was, was a puzzle. I was to say, it was a puzzle. And you know me with Far Cry, with the bunkers, and I love love that is my (laughs) shit. I love it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's missing some of that. It's missing some of that, which makes me feel like uh, one of the main points I did write down, I didn't say is. If you're not going to give me that stuff in open world, and I feel like this is the hot take, I would prefer a more Doom or Call of Duty scripted set piece experience. Like, make it big and to give me action set pieces. Like, don't set me out in this world I don't want to keep running around in. You hamstring yourself when you give yourself this big open world, but you don't really fill it out or flesh it out to do stuff. You could have just made a much better, cohesive amazing linear campaign like yeah. there was no reason bigger explosions bigger to do this. set pieces yeah. grander yeah. experience i would have rather done that instead now i got i got three things to kind of tackle in here though um i think one like as a gaming community we have to be good with saying something is a seven or an eight that's not bad that's yeah. good that's what so that's what jordan says okay he's like that's a generally that. good score and like i said yeah. at the top and i try to remind many times i really like the game yeah <laughs> i like the game because hyperbole like goes too hard in the paint in gaming. Everything's amazing. Or it's a dumpster. It's fight. awful. It's terrible. And it's like, nah. Yeah, there's like, shades there's, of gray there. Yeah. It's not cyberpunk. Shades of gray because better than Crisis. Yeah. It's better than Anthem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like some, some games are terrible. That is true. But at the same time, it's like, there's a lot. I think it's better than games. Metro. I don't yeah. think it's as good as Dying Light. It's a, it's a good game. And I'll give it or that. It's good. But do I think it's great in all this like hype of like, it's like, you know the the Sony exclusive game destroyer. I'm like, you lost your goddamn mind. And I think like, that's no where <laughs> I actually I think that's where maybe my reservation comes from because when you see these really good scores, not that everything matters review scores, but mm-hmm. it sets an expectation, right? And I don't think it. I just don't think it meets that expectation personally. Now again, 
for clarity, I'm not talking about multiplayer at all. Maybe that's what's meeting mm. the expectation. Maybe the multiplayer is just well, so damn good. Uh, no, no, right? no, 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 no. I don't know. I don't know if it is or not. Who knows? Here's what I'm no going to say right now. I don't care what anybody listening to this. This I might end up ruining your show and canceling it. That's fine, whatever. But I'm just saying yeah. the multiplayer is straight up full-blown whack. Like, really? Interesting. It's dated. Like you said, the guns were like, they play like old Halo. Yeah, the whole ass multiplayer plays like old Halo. Like it's hollow. It's it's not good. People who wow. are hyped up about it, I, don't I think know that is a hot playing. take because most of the people I listen That's to a very hot space take. really like the multiplayer. So my I'm question gonna, to you then, well, Joffy, is, is: Have is, you ever liked Halo multiplayer? I have actually. I ha- I have okay. liked multi Halo, Which one? Halo multiplayer. I played. Um, this is like early like land stuff, and so I used to mm-hmm. play that quite a bit with friends, and that was like super fun. But this feels like that. Like this multiplayer, maybe people are really liking it because it's multiplayer on training wheels. Like it doesn't it doesn't mm. have the depth. It doesn't That's have the not depth. the experience oh, yeah. I'm There's hearing no depth from, at all. I'm not hearing that from Jason who's playing ranked and yeah. but see it. that's a different type of experience because okay. Jason loves the Halo like it's very basic. Multiplayer yeah. in Halo is extremely basic. There's no depth to it. It's yeah. literally like here's the guns go get these kills, go be a slayer. Like that is really what Halo, there's not a whole lot of depth to it. It's like, okay, get the power weapon, then you can get probably some better kills, but there's not a whole lot of depth to it. Like with the Fortnite where you're trying to build and get these guns and do this, you got to escape the, the um, like the map that's eroding and stuff. There's a lot more nuance to but that even, particular type of multiplayer. That, Halo doesn't have that. To compare okay. it to even Destiny's multiplayer, which is, it has its different modes, but can be very straightforward as well. It's it's the movement of the characters. Mm-hmm. It's yep. it's the guns themselves, how they fire, like even the animation within it. It I told someone recently, the multiplayer feels like a mobile port. And Oof. if you ever played mm. some type of mobile port over, it feels like that. Where I like, played, I played it in the beta, just like in the mm-hmm. early access, and I I I couldn't agree with that. I'm not a multiplayer person, so maybe my opinion isn't valid here, yeah. but. I mean, I played multiplayer and it was fun. It was fun multiplayer. And maybe that's it too, because I the it was Call of Duty multiplayer. Like it was, you know, it was what I expected it to be. I definitely think a mobile port is a little harsh. It just was. And I'll say this because playing, I do play a lot of the Call of Duty mobile, and it felt like that. Where I was like, oh, this is really similar. Because I feel that like when I play Fortnite on Switch, like in portal mode, I'm like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this feels like you know like a mobile game but yeah but not, i didn't feel Switch, like that yeah, definitely is a different move but if you play call of duty mobile and then play the halo mobile it's the same it's like okay it, it's it just doesn't have the right pieces to make it feel like it's console worthy um and then the gunplay too so it's just one of those things where i'm like i, well, I want just, to again like because I would that's, see like I would see Sean playing, I would see Babbitt playing, and oh, I they're like, having a blast. They're playing yeah, every Saturday like, night. This looks amazing. And then I played yeah. it, and I was like, "They're loving it." Am I like half dead in the brain? Because this is. Well, wow. I mean, we all have different yeah. opinions, right? And that's what makes <laughs> yeah. that's what makes it fun. Again, I, I just have to back out of this conversation. I don't do yeah. multiplayer, so I really don't so, feel even qualified. But then the the on one it. last piece I wanted to add in: Should Dev play this or continue with Destiny? Well, let's let's jump into that because I have been playing Halo. I don't know. I have been playing Halo, so I actually have some thoughts. Campaign, multiplayer, both. Can both? I've played a little bit of both. So, for me, this is my actual like first Halo game. I have not played Halo before for anything longer than five minutes. 
like I just never got into it. Didn't have an Xbox, mm. did not have like a gaming PC um, that could play anything other than World of Warcraft. So I've never played Halo until now. I always so had I an Xbox into it. and didn't play it, so don't feel alone. <laughs> I had PCs, so, but I only played Minesweeper. Like Gears and Fable, man. Gears and Fable. Bingo. So I go into this is my very first Halo game, and I'm like, okay, let, let's see what let's see what everybody's talking about. Let's see let's see what's good with this game. I've always been told that Destiny feels like Halo, and y'all know I love Destiny. Destiny's movement, Destiny's gunplay. It is probably the most just lovely thing I've ever played when it comes to gunplay and movement. I absolutely. Love I don't Destiny. think they're the same. But I definitely not, think you you see you see the similarities. You see where I like, see where the similarities. Was. I yeah. see I see how Bungie created yeah. Halo and then yeah. eventually pivoted to Destiny. Like I Before get that because but, yeah. yeah. But I think to what Deb's saying though, it's that it's the constant. You can see the lineage. You can yeah. see like the movement and everything and how it has evolved. How they evolved that into Destiny. I can see the bones of Halo in Destiny. Like I can mm-hmm. see that. Um, and I'll be perfectly honest. Like I'm, it's cool. I'm not like like amazed by anything that Halo is doing. I'm intrigued by the story because I really like stories. So those audio better. logs that you pick up, I'm good. very, very interested in. I have read a lot of story, like just books and things on the actual story of the Covenant, the Flood, everything mm-hmm. with Halo, how they glass the planets, um, Cortana going rampant. Like I've read a lot of that stuff because I really enjoy all of that sci-fi nonsense that Donnie does not like to follow. So I can understand how it can be overwhelming. The previous games, this game again, from what I've seen so far is very like, just kind of straightforward. Yeah. As far as the story is concerned. Um, I'll be perfectly honest. Like to me, I'm a little bored. Like the movement is so basic. Like you've got the grappling hook, but it just it, there's not a lot of um there's not there's have nothing to it. It's like bunch? I have not upgraded a bunch of abilities at much, but I'm like you if do, it only upgrades the grappling hook, I'm just like you do it's get not a whole lot more air dashes to it. And um you get air dashes, shields, you get to change a grappling hook. You get some it's not gonna drastically change it, but right. it does make it better. It definitely makes it better. I do like the honestly, I spent most of my time when I first started playing just going and getting upgrades. I just go to fobs and these go get upgrades. Cause I was like, I obviously need to power up. But see, are you looking at your upgrades to be able to jump up on the mountain or is it more for combat related? Cause they're me, all combat I want to have all everything combat, combat focused. Yeah, I want to be able to move focused. across that map. And you can feel throw like out this, shields. You can throw out this things that master might. chief. You can like throw out right shields, now. You can throw out, um, like detectors that outline enemies. You get air mm-hmm. dashes as you leveled up, you get more air dashes um you get your grappling hook which gets enhanced powers like you shoot longer different cooldown you can get it to where it shocks people so you can hit them it shocks if you sap in hit them with the uh, giant elbow stuff like that it all aids combat it, there's not like yeah. it's not turning it into like an adventure zelda game that's not none of the upgrades I'm, are, I'm not looking for an adventure yeah, none of the zelda upgrades game. are geared I'm, I'm to looking, that at all i'm looking for destiny that's basically what um, I'm looking but for, with your shields it is cool because when you level up your shield um you can throw out multiples you can um tone the cooldown and it's got this one power up where you throw it out and then if you shoot through it it'll electrify all the bullets you shoot through it so you throw it out and just start shooting people and start electrocuting everybody so there are some stuff but it's not destiny you're not getting like powers yeah. and stuff like that it's it like, just i feel so limited in all of my movement i feel I limited in my jump grenade I, I dude the amount of times that i've hit the jump and won yeah, the double same. jump the amount of times that i've done that like oh yeah this, this doesn't also with that, the powers has left me like you do have waiting. to, with your abilities, I should say, you have to, they're mapped to your D-pad, so you have to press the button to change it and then press the other button to actually change it. 
and the amount of times I've changed to the wrong one, uh, even though I'm so far into it, like uh, I still really haven't got the grips on it. I wish I could just like map it to buttons. It's the one time I was like, can I just map this to a paddle or something? Right. I haven't figured it out, but I didn't dive that hard okay. into it, but I tried. I, I went and looked at I it. I did, it did look I like see a kid. I can but, do that because, oof. Yeah, because you got to like double tap right to get the the grapple shot. Tap right and go left um, to do... I don't know the sensor. Then I think tap right, and go down. You can tell I don't even know. Tap right and go down to get the shield. Oh, tap right see. and go up to do the dashes. So you can't even do them. Like if you could have done them all at once, like if I could throw. So basically, a weapon, you need a keyboard. I need right, to play this right. on keyboard. Like if I, I could that's throw, if I could throw a grenade, <laughs> shoot, dash, throw a shield, and pop the sensor all like relatively at the same time, the 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 the, the action would be. Awesome, actually. It would be really, okay. really fun to see. So I'm going to need to just get good on keyboard and mouse with this then because If you can do that all sounds... on keyboard and mouse... Yeah, well, you can, can because you can just map it to buttons. You don't have to okay. worry about double left and double right. You can just literally map those it's not to fun. one, it's two, like, three, four. Honestly, like, and I said this same thing with Far Cry, I don't understand, like, what happened to the radial wheels? Like, Zelda nailed it. You hit and hold, and the, the menu pops up, and everything freezes while you select something new and keep going, right? Why... <laughs> Why? Why have we gone away from this? <laughs> now I, I gotta do like personally a bunch of button combos. Wheels. Like I don't, I don't need that many weapons. But it's just simple though. Like it's just an I easy just way of deploying more information. I realize you can only map so much stuff to a controller, and a simple solution to that was okay. Like instead of hopping in and out of your menu all the time, like do a radial wheel and map everything to one thing and slow it down so you can select it. Like if I could hit hold LB. And just select what I want at the moment and then pop back into the action without really interrupting it. That would have been great. But no, I'm, oh, I need my grappling hook and I hit something and I throw a shield instead. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> you know, like that happens <laughs> to me often. Um, and I don't say often. It's happened multiple times. There's multiple times this has happened to me and I wish it didn't happen. Um, maybe yeah. I just suck. You know, other people be like, get good, no other controls. I just think there's a better way. I to mean, if you play multiplayer, you might get better at the controls. That's probably. Again, I never selected the wrong weapon right. in Zelda. I always had the shield and the arrow and everything that I wanted. <laughs> you know, so like to me, that matters more than uh, how fast I can pull off. You know, I feel like yeah. I'm playing Street Fighter at times. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, so down left. Yeah. Up yeah. <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> well, Lord have mercy. But yeah, so He's over here I'm kind of having like a good time. Uppercuts. Right, yeah. I will say it runs really well on PC. It runs great. I'm nice. not having any issues. I'm actually able to run this at 4K 60 with everything on high without any any frame drops, any stuttering, anything. It, it runs yeah, it really, good. really well. I, I was surprised that on my 1080 Ti that I was actually able to do this and run this without any, any real issues. Um, I, I think the only thing that's going to keep me playing this game is I'm intrigued by the story. I do not like the gunplay. I really don't. I don't like the fact that I can't just pick up more ammo for most of the weapons. Like I have to constantly swap out weapons. I don't like a lot of the weapons. Um, I don't like, like I, I want to use this, like the, the BR and I want to use, there's like a really nice hand cannon that I've come across. Nice. Um, but other than that, like I just, I don't really like a lot of the guns. I don't like the game, the gunplay. It's just, I don't enjoy it very much. To be I do feel honest. slow. And time. I feel very slow. Yeah, I, feel I don't, slow like the way a lot of the way the guns feel i don't like having to I, constantly swap out weapons and shit like that like it drives I me acclimated like, I just it. want more ammo and i don't want to go as far as saying like you know because i i understand i appreciate that it's halo 
and the Halo fans wanted to feel like Halo. So I don't want to go as far as saying like I don't want it to be Halo. But it was actually probably my number one feedback my first hour was why is Master Chief so slow? Yeah. <laughs> like I feel uh, so slow. Uh, even just running. Like when you yeah. run, I'm like, God, it's they such give a you the little speed run. lines to try to make you feel faster, but it doesn't really do it for me. I also don't like. I'm used to being able to aim down sights and get like a really good zoom. The aim down sights here is not like what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why even aim down sights? I've actually got like really good. Rifle. Not even right. bothering with aiming down sights. I can pretty much headshot anything with the, the hand cannon. Like it's not a problem. But um, I, I find myself very bored with Master Chief so far. He's like so boring to me like his delivery is just like ugh, you're you're boring i like i like the weapon i I like her i find her very entertaining but master chief himself i'm just like you are just you're way too boring for me you're way too like he's more like he's more human and he's more likable in this story than previous games the mission's changed missions i'm just like shut the fuck up he, I don't, they, I don't like they begin to have it's not crazy I don't want to make you expecting I don't want to give you expectations too much but they do scratch a little bit below the surface with him a little bit the stuff little. that I like is when I he's mean, hearing little, Cortana's voice and trying bit. to figure out what all happened there like I'm interested in that I yeah. want to know more and you're going to get a lot of story. it so that, yeah. that's what I'm interested in that's what's going to keep me playing is to try and figure out, like, just to see all the story and see it through and see what happened with Cortana, weapon not getting deleted and all that good stuff. I want to see what happened there. But Master Chief, I don't need you to speak anymore ever again. Just let me hear from Weapon, because I find him incredibly boring. But that, that's just me. Can I get a female Master Chief instead? I think I might be more intrigued. Oh, boy, we're going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> that last like I said, like I said last, last time, I, I find... I'm just bored with guys. Like I've been playing male protagonists all my life. I'm ready for something different. They're boring. Like I don't know. I just find Master Chief incredibly just. He's he's the same dude we've been playing forever. Like he's just kind of boring. Yeah, but he's, the one time they tried the to soldier. change it, everybody lost their damn minds. See, that's the thing I have to at least respect because I'm not a Halo fan, so I got to respect that opinion. Like they tried to change it with Locke and stuff, and everybody absolutely lost it. Did so, they change Master Chief, or did you just play Locke? Because I don't know. I've played it. Blade is locked. Okay. So they didn't change Master Chief. They just gave you a different character. Yeah, and people did not like it. They were not happy. Because they wanted to play Master Chief for something. Well, see, that's the God, thing. It's a Halo it. game. They want to play Master Chief. Yeah, like, if you want to play as a, as a female, there's nothing wrong with that. There are other games for that. That's not Halo. Right? And so that's like, that kind I, of what I was saying before, too, is that it is it that we don't have the history. I think the history Can means be. a lot. I think that I think they're doing I a really good job of making this your first. If this is your first Halo game, I think they're doing a good job yeah, of I trying to bring you in to tell you what the fuck Halo is. I think they're yeah. doing a really good job of that. Yeah, I got people think I'm being critical or overly doing. critical. I would only point that I'm not a. I I would not count myself as a Halo fan, even though I have played them all and beat them. Um, I wouldn't count myself as like a Halo fan. If this wasn't on Game Pass, for example, I wouldn't have bought it. <laughs> like, you know, I wasn't buying Halo Infinite. Like, I'm playing uh, it because it's on Game Pass. I got Game Pass PC for a dollar. I said, all right, I'll play Halo. I'm just but curious yeah, how it's going to run on my uh, Xbox One S. It'll run? On One S, it's okay. It's not oh. good, but it's okay. Also, if anyone's got the hookup on the uh, Series X Halo edition, you know, it, just hit your boy up. I want one. It's 1080 I think, on one S, if I remember correctly. 1080 I don't get out of bed for You could probably stream it better if you played it on xCloud. Hmm. 
Maybe we should look yeah. into that. So yeah, that's that's my Halo story is a person who's never played it before and just jumping into it. It's interesting. It's the best way I can say it. I'm I'm intrigued to figure out the story. I'm not enamored by the game, the the gunplay. I'm not enamored by Chief. I am enamored by the story. The story I'm very interested in because I love sci-fi fucking weirdness. It right up my alley. But uh, Master Chief, the gunplay, I could do without. To be perfectly honest, it just I'm not enjoying it. But we'll see if it gets any better. You know, going down because. I'm not super far into it. I'm not looking forward to any of like the open world stuff. I just want to play this as a linear story game. Like I have no desire to play this as an open world game. Like the idea of it being open world does not do. I'm like, why? Why? I think it's a real, I don't know what their plans are to support this game, but I do think they have a really good place to add to this. If they want to add expansions and add more story and add more world building and more activities, if they want to build on it, I think this game could be really nice because, like I said, what it is right now, I think it's very good. It's very good. I, I like it. Um, so if they want to do that, I think it'd be great. If they never do that, and then maybe hopefully we don't have to wait eight or nine years for the next one. Hopefully the next one takes it a step further and brings it more in line. Again, and I hate this because when I compare a game, like like if I was if I was a reviewer, a professional reviewer, when I think about these things and I start writing down my points, I start really comparing it to like other games that I think did it well versus games I don't think it did it well. And basically try to slot in, not just a comparison to other games because everything's apples and oranges, but basically just to give you like, it's one of those things where I don't feel like Halo is doing anything like better than some of these other games. And I think some other games have done it much better. Like Doom Eternal, I think is a much better game um, for a lot of reasons um, from, from the world building, from the action, from the combat, like for a lot of things, I, I just enjoyed playing that game a lot more. Um, I think some Wolfenstein games might fit in there as well. Um, Far Cries, for example. Like, what Halo Infinite is doing, we've done before in terms of open world. I always say open world action because with open world games, it can be first it can person, be it can be so third person, you can have yeah. a sword, you can have a gun. But when you're talking about open world, it kind of sets itself away from the traditional like Call of Duty yeah. shooter campaign. I feel like the closest thing to compare this to is like a Doom, to be perfectly honest. Like it, it feels like a Doom type game as far as like the mechanics go and how you move and everything. It doesn't feel like a Far Cry. I would, I would never compare this to a Far Cry, to be perfectly honest. I just wouldn't. It doesn't feel. Well, I think the like the comparison is apt in the sense that it's it's open world, it's first person, and it is a game. It's a map game. It is a map game. It's a Ubisoft map game. It's go to the go to the tower, the fob complete it press the button open up more icons go to those icons open up more icons and go to those icons i mean that's what it is does that drive the story forward that's at what all? Like... far cry does yeah that's how you open up new story mission oh, <laughs> like and that is exactly like at its rudimentary levels that is exactly what far cry does like that is the formula uh, i'm thinking far cry even so even different. you think about like the fobs <laughs> opening up fast travel you think of things like shrines you think of things like traffic points like these are things that these those are not things i think about well i'm just if you boil down the fundamentals those are the things that these games are made of that's it has more dna in that than it does doom yeah i'm I'm thinking just strictly gameplay in my opinion i'm not saying you're wrong just in my opinion i I get where you're coming from i just for me like i'm i look at far cry and it's such a different it's to me, it just feels completely different. And the difference because Far Cry yeah. has a ton of systems and a lot of world building, and mm-hmm. like that's what it's missing is actually the rest yeah. of the Far Cry game. Which is why I say, why is this? Why is this not just a linear? Like, if it had the rest of the Far Cry game, yeah. Halo Infinite would be pretty excellent, actually. 
but that kind of goes back to what I was saying too. It's that depth element. There's yeah, the bones. The bones are there. Well, that, and that's where really I asked hollow. the question. What do you guys think? Because I asked the question, nobody answered. Does anybody want that from Halo though? Because I, I am answer bringing, that question. <laughs> I'm bringing my bias as an open world fan to this game. I, I don't imagine some Halo fan being like, I don't want any of that crap in this game, right? So they may yeah. have the, and that's why opinions are good. But I, I understand if there's somebody out there screaming at the radio, being like, Donnie, this doesn't make any sense. It's not what I want from Halo. I, if that's your point, I get it. I want to. I don't know it. anybody who's playing the campaign other than you and Kevin. Everybody else I know, okay. all they're talking about is the is the multiplayer, Look, which we've is got not the something I'd want to play. Podcast game. We're the only people <laughs> doing <laughs> it. You know what? Hey, you gotta you gotta find where you can get the uh, most bang for your buck. I can only be me, it. guys. I can only yeah. You yeah. know, I can only be me. But so. I think this is the issue of like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, especially when it's an already well established series yeah. of games because yeah. people get such in the. Uh, even the same with going, like you, you mentioned a few times, like Call of Duty. I want something new. I want something different. So then they're like, okay, how about we do the storyline a little bit different? Duty did this. And they're like, if Call of Duty was so like, much. we're open world. I'd be like, oh my God, please yeah. don't. That's not what I want from Call of Duty. But I only say it as an example to be like, so when play, gamers ask for something new, they hate it. And then when mm-hmm. they go back to the original, they're like, oh, you just, is a copy. Yeah, that's you're just gamers. You're yeah, just like, retreading. Yeah, that's just and gamers. And so I think it's so hard to do it, but I do. I do agree with you in the sense that if this establishes the sort of foundation to keep at, like, not to. I hope they do. I hope that's the destiny, plan. But in That'd that same really element, nice. think of like early destiny. It's got the core there. And then they keep adding other elements where it's like, mm-hmm. this portion's open now. This is another thing you can do. And now here's the raid. And here's the, you know, like all the different yeah. planets start coming along. If they added events, side quests crafting yeah. or something you like know, that you like, know you go to that hub over it would there. be fun to do it would yeah. i would i mean yeah it would make the game feel on par with what i would expect and so that's the thing it's it's all about expectation but that'd be too little too late like i gotta I wonder I like when so. you with finish game the pass, campaign with game does pass, it feel like it's so. over or does it feel like there needs to be more to the story because that's the decay, between like a destiny minecraft like dungeons adding there's no end to that yet you know like Xbox has done this service kind of add-on Sea of Thieves. Like they they nail this with Game Pass. And you know I what? Think That's a really a, good example. Sea I think it's a Thieves. great opportunity for them to do it with Halo. Because you could think of Sea of Thieves like at original launch and yeah. for like about a year after, people were mm-hmm. like, This game like is no game, you know? <laughs> except for except for Coach Mo, who was like I'm out here. He was OG. He was early. Skinny Matt. But then you look at it, right? They have like 50 million players or something later. Like it's turned into a hit. And then like, yeah, a full year later. That's the other one too. My son and his friends. Those are all multiplayer though. That's the other difference. But yeah, but when they add co-op, co-ops on the way, you'll be able to multiplayer the campaign. Is it though? I don't know. I just, I feel like there's no. No, it is. That's how people, that's how most people play Halo campaigns. They play it with their friends. That's Why the squad. I imagine that? there's probably a lot understand. of people. It. There's probably a lot of people waiting for co-op to even start the campaign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. probably waiting. I'm not, like, I'm not a Halo person. That's that's no, about I all I can boil it down to because I don't see any reason why I'd want to do that. I don't get it. It just does not compute to me. I'm like, this is just like, I don't know. I, I guess I like you said, does anybody want who this? Does play Destiny as much as you? Do. How many times have I told you that I play Destiny like 99% solo? Like yeah. I don't, I, know. I don't. But but the idea that. that they could drop new modes and new content and stuff. And, and I do a lot play. of that. I do all this. I do all the story stuff solo. And every now and again, yeah. I haven't done a raid in forever. And I think that would be good for Halo. Again? I don't know. 
Because Halo, okay. you have three different classes. You've got so many different things to it. Like Halo doesn't feel like that to me. Yeah. Like I so far again, you gotta remember this is this is my first Halo game. Like to me, I want this to be just a very linear game. Like I'm like I just want to play this story and yeah. see yeah. what happens yeah. and get it's to the that. end. It's not that. This isn't your Call of Duty. Sit down for five hours and get out of it type yeah. of experience. You're not gonna have. I wouldn't that. expect five hours. I want more than five hours. I never want to get. Well, it's not much hours. more than I five like hours. Games. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's not much more than five hours. And <laughs> see, honestly, that's a big struggle too. Is it's hard for me not to want to go. It, it, honestly, it's hard for me not to want to play the card because I, I, again, before I say this, I want to reiterate, based on the development that we've heard about it and the troubles that it had and what had to be done to ship it, I'm actually amazed that it's as good as it is. Really. With that said, I don't think it meets the bar again. I'm not playing multiplayer, so this is just not a part of my opinion. As a campaign, I don't think it meets the bar as to what you would expect from a first-party system-selling exclusive. Mm-hmm. Like, I want more than this, and I hope they give it. I hope they give it. What's there is good. Mm. Don't get me wrong. What's there is good, but I want more. And to be honest, I felt the same way. I felt very similar just in terms of the content that was provided. I feel very similar about Ratchet 2. Like, I wanted a little bit more. Um, so, and again, that's not. I'm not damning it. I just think for the expectation that I have for those type of games, especially tent poles, like early out of the gate tent poles, exclusives, first party studio, I'd like a little bit more. Now, maybe the Ratchet, multiplayer was my first Ratchet is game. that. And it was but exactly what I wanted. <laughs> but that's a good point, though, because let, like, let's talk Ratchet. Like, on different levels, though, Ratchet brought the visual, like, technicality. Oh, yeah. Like, that was a, that would be on. Mm-hmm. But yep. it, it was every other fucking Ratchet game. Like, yeah, you know, like yep. it didn't do anything. It just was from, ratchet. From, it was just like, here's visuals, ratchet. The game yeah. was the game. And yep. so once I kind of started getting over, it was fun. I had a blast playing Same. that game. But once I, once I got like halfway through or so, then it was like, that's the same fucking ratchet. Like once I knew which game to or which gun to 100%. have like super OP, I'll wreck that game. <laughs> but Interesting. I had a great time. You know, I never played a Ratchet game before. This is my first Ratchet game. Yeah. I was way more intrigued by Rivet Story than anything mm-hmm. else. That's what kept yeah. me going. I was like, oh, this good. is fucking awesome. These guns are cool, uh, but Rivet Story is fun. Like, I want to play because of her. I don't remember if it was the Ratchet before this one or the one before Far Superior Story. Yeah, no, it was the PS4 one, and it was the remake was awesome. Yeah, like, yeah. If, like I remember telling people, so this funny. one's good for the visual. Like, get it, cop it, but go play the, the PS4 version one. That I played one. the PS4 one and it looked and played awesome, but I was bored. You just said Ratchet this was one was so much. One. I'm saying I played it afterwards. Oh, okay. I played okay. that afterwards because of what everybody said, and I was like, "No, I caught that yeah. too." I was like, "Oh, you're just lying on the pod? Is that what you're doing? You say that? Wow." Yeah. No, I, I I I had that game, never played it, and then played it after I played this one, and I was like, "What you steal the boxes for?" It's kind of kind of boring. <laughs> Um, we got to get on. Like, we got to. It's ninety minutes. We're, we haven't even got to the news yet. We're gonna be here for three hours if we don't move on. We got to move on. So but sometimes you want to be here for three hours. Yeah. Man, hey, if you hours. guys are down hey, with it, I got nothing to do. I got nowhere to be. We're on the West Coast, Look, baby. I'm on the West Coast, bro. It's still early. <laughs> I, gotta, I might have to refresh my drink, but no, I'm good. Um, yeah. So, look, I w- I just wanted to say because I know that my reputation proceeds with Halo. I, I hope my my Xboxness isn't thrown on the bus here. Um. But uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you liked the discussion. I think it was a thorough discussion. I'm proud of where it went. Yeah, so, yeah. good job, if guys. If anything, you got us all watching the uh, documentary. Oh, absolutely, so damn good. And, and then I'm going to keep playing game, Halo. Like, four to five hours. I might just dip into the Halo campaign and kind of knock that oh, yeah. out. You know, you'll burn, you'll burn style. right through that. 
playing oh, it all. I love though. it, man. You know me. What I'm you trying do. to be out here being a two pump chump. I'm not trying to get into foreplay and all that. That is, that is him. <laughs> that is Chaffee, hundred percent. How can I finish this as humanly possible? As fast as humanly possible. I got two pumps, maybe three. Bang, bang. No, maybe yeah. three. <laughs> three. If I had a whiskey, I'm like, all right, <laughs> all right. With that, let's get into the news. Okay, Google, make Donnie read me the news. You ever wonder where these things end up? Who's watching? <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate the segue. Um, oh, so wow. we're uh, definitely a week late and a dollar short, but the Game Awards happened the day after we recorded last week. We're not going to go over everything because I'm sure every other video game podcast has already done that. But I will cover some highlights. It Takes Two wins Game of the Year. It also won Family Game, which I think is hysterical because it's a game about divorce. And um, right. that's a multiplayer game. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy won Best Narrative. Deathloop won Best Art and Game Direction. Near Replicant earned the award for Best Score and Music. Kenna won Best Indie Game, which I still feel is cheating. And yeah. uh, Returnal won Best Action Game. Metroid won Best Action Adventure Game. And they have all kinds of rules as to why certain ones are ones and certain ones aren't others. Why can't we just give away two action games? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're splitting hairs over here. Uh, the, players, like, the Player's Choice Award. Space. Action yeah. game in a jungle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we should have the best sword game, the best yeah. gun game, the best shotgun game. Right, right. The best sword game with two swords. <laughs> <laughs> Can you dual wield? Um, <laughs> Halo won Player's Choice Award, and um, I, I wrote down some questions if you had any favorite announcements or snubs. Deathloop was absolutely snubbed. My game of the year continues to be my game of the year. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 Deathloop, Death, Deathloop definitely got that indie snub. Like, Hard. we could have just let, we could have just left Kino with the best, like, first game from a studio award and gave Deathloop. Why don't uh, we have multiple genres for indie games? Yeah. Why do we lop every indie game, which is like, honestly, Mm -hmm. indie games make up at least what half of the library. And they're so drastically different. Yeah. Yeah. Because and Kenna is a backed exclusive project by PlayStation. Yeah. I, uh, it's not indie (laughs) at all. It's, it's, it's not indie. It's at least double a, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. call Call this their, like, you know, their first studio game. But like they, do, it, do it by platform. Best they won that award. They won the first studio game award, too. But I would love, like, we're doing action and action adventure. Why don't we do indie yes, action game, indie racing game, indie, yeah. you know, 100%. like, why don't we do those? Well, yeah, because you guys brought that point up last week, like, putting, was it racing and sports together? It's like, no, nah, they're not that's, the same just, game. That's not that's right. That's, not, that's they're stupid. Not, they're not uh, you can say best motorsports game if you wanted to, mm-hmm. but it's not just all sports lumped together. Like, that's just nonsense. Now, um, I got some this big highlights. Guys, we got the Alan Wake 2 reveal trailer. It's coming in 2023. Cuphead is getting their last course DLC in June. Crossfire X is coming out fe- fe- February 10th. Ah, bah, bah, bah. Tunic arrives March 16th. I've completely lost all excitement for that game. Um, we got a, 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 a trailer for Horizon Forbidden West. We did see The Matrix Awakens. We didn't even talk about that, Dev. I did play that demo today. Um mm. My big takeaway from the show was absolutely the Hellblade 2 gameplay snippet, which I thought was amazing. I thought it was incredible. We saw. Where, was, pers- where did you separate the gameplay from the video, though? 
right. the moment the moment it swung around i mean you if you've played if you've played hellblade like you knew when they were in control of of Senua, mm-hmm. i was like oh yeah then I'm there it just it. felt a little too kill zone reveal to me where it was like wait mm, is this one wow. of those like deep hey cut. like did you, you play you, hellblade yeah it was because awesome. hellblade legit has moments where you don't know if you're in control yet and i think uncharted does too i don't think yeah. that's as crazy as people were making it out and this is not a knock to hellblade like i'll I will probably buy an Xbox just to. I play think it, I know. Actually, I think it's a. I actually think it's a pro. Like the game looks so good that there are people questioning if it was a game. They're like, "Wait a second, because that's how damn good the showing looks." It's, yeah, that's it a pro. Phenomenal. But I wasn't sure. If, like I said, if you like take it back to that deep cut of Killzone where they were like, "Yeah, this is like in game," and then they're like, "Well, I mean, technically, it was in the game, but well, like just kind of yeah, running." No, it wasn't. Engine. It wasn't a full <laughs> cinematic. Like, Hellblade had a lot of. Um, it's a very linear small game, right? So it doesn't, I'm not surprised at all that it can dial up yeah. the effects um, because they're not doing like a giant world and stuff. Like it is yeah. a linear game. So yeah. I wasn't shocked at all. Now, I was going to ask this question though because I didn't, I haven't played It Takes Two. What, mm, neither have I. What I have, makes it, like I've seen the, like I've watched trailers, I'm interested in it. It's very good. What makes it game of the year? Uh, it, in all seriousness, I haven't completed the whole thing. I did play probably about half of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be the best co-op game ever made. And really? I'm not being like, I'm not exaggerating. Mm-hmm. Um, the challenge with this game is that you can't just play it like with your wife. Like it's not one of those games. Mm-hmm. See you that need, right there disqualifies it for me from being does. the best. And co-op I think it does game for ever. most people. You need two average adequate video game trained people because it requires video game functions from both of you to advance. Like is it, platforming, heavy platforming, working together, doing puzzles, timing. You have to be able to do that. Like imagine if you had to play as Mario and Luigi and you had to both hit like certain jumps at certain times and certain mm-hmm. switches to advance in a 3D space, spinning so the camera around and doing that stuff. The best game to lead to divorce ever created. Exactly. And it is. It, it has your a touching, wife is it actually gamer. has a really <laughs> nice touching story and like there's feelings and stuff. It's good. It. I, I was, well, well, first of all, I didn't watch the show. I never do. I just watch it online. I was a little stunned that they chose that game. I didn't think it had a chance. But I actually think of all the games that were nominated, um, I think it does more for what it was doing than some of those other games do. Like For a game setting out to be a co-op mandatory game, I mean, it crushes it if you look at it. like just. For, and I know that lens is really small, but like what it's doing for that is next level. Remember I was saying like Halo is not doing anything really better than mm-hmm. other games? Mm-hmm. It takes two is. <laughs> it takes right. two does Good. the co-op thing so much better than any game you've played that does it. Now, am I wrong mm. in assuming that this is online co-op? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I okay. think it is. Because even when I... I don't know if you can... No, me and my wife played locally. No, you can play local too. Me and my wife well, played locally. I guess because that's the thing so too. I don't want to play local because if I played... like I couldn't play this with, like with my son. Because he likes to frustrate me when we do co-op. Yeah, this games. isn't. That's why I had to stop playing with my wife. There were so many times where I was like, "Jump, make yeah. the." T-. She kind of like ah, you know, like, and I played it with Jack a little bit too. That's mm-hmm. how I got further. But to be honest with you, the story really wasn't. Not that it was. It's not bad or anything like that. It's just a little emotionally deep for Jack, and mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't yeah. into it. And I also didn't want him being exposed to like. Which yeah. makes me marital, wonder how real marital family game of the year. Like that's oh, just no so weird. Well, they, they left out broken part. Broken oh, okay, okay. Broken family game of the year. Hey, Got you. You know, like divorce <laughs> only applies to families, right? So I mean, I guess it's, it's, it's hey, look, it is every bit 
as part of family as marriage is. Yeah. I mean, can't I argue with that, right? Was nope. in this there are no <laughs> lies told there. <laughs> uh, but it was, it is interesting because it's not like what you think of when you think family game, like happy, fun, let's yeah. all play together. It ain't that. It's mm-hmm. definitely not that. But it is very good. It is yeah. very good. I, it's I, so I, much better than his last one. The prison game, God, I it's 10 times one. better than that game. And I would agree because, like, seeing what I've seen in like videos and gameplay and stuff like that, like, yeah, totally. Like the that the prison, what was that? No way out. Yeah, no way out. Mm-hmm. Me and Kevin like, played that, and it was, God, it, it was, was it was fun, but it was just a lot of like Jeez. it was very simplistic. Oh, it's corny. You, know, you like, turn just the off, acting and the dialogue was oh, awful yeah. for <laughs> sure. But this one, watching it, I really, really want to play, and I'm a sucker for like a really good story to us. It is like a family one, emotionally so heartfelt thing. Play it's it. good. But you should uh, play with your new best friend, Delvin. You guys, yeah, if play you play together. it as a guy, one of you have to pick the wife. It's gonna get a little weird. You watch these cutscenes. <laughs> I'm trying. You to, know? Like I said already, I'm trying to divorce him just on spot. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut him from that podcast on this podcast while he gets cut from this podcast too. It is a shame that they don't off. have like a computer that you can play with because I think I, I know tons more people would have experienced this game and actually if you could have done that i actually think the game of the year it's being worth game of the year i think stands and i think people would know that Mm -hmm. if they played it yeah yeah um texas chainsaw is the latest horror ip that's trying to be dead by daylight like i'm so over this i thought it was just a dead by daylight (sighs) add-on when i saw final fantasy intergrade is coming to pc i believe it's the announcement for spoken Mm -hmm. got another trailer comes in may um the big news i think um some of the big news quantic dreams star wars game eclipse came out and you guys know how i feel about star wars i hate to admit this look pretty good <laughs> dude Probably it didn't look like anything it didn't look like anything i'm sorry anybody mm-hmm. who's hyped for this like that's like not a trailer. game I like that's not a game it's not even it's just it's a story that's okay i'm so yeah. frustrated i'm like what I'm the fuck it. is this what Dude, is this? Well, I like Detroit. I'm here for it. Let's do we've, it. We've got some. We've got some. Some hammers or some lightsabers. But then when I read the blog, like the blurb about it, I'm like, oh, I don't want to play this at all. Uh, I have Slitterhead from old school Silent Hill folks is going to be a game where people's heads split open and stuff. We saw a trailer for Wonder Woman. No gameplay or anything. Basically, that not even a trailer. a trailer. It's just like a that was a that like was a, a picture. Here's a game coming um, in Wonder uh, Woman again. Yet another superhero game. It's like the newest. I'm telling you, by the time these games come, everybody's gonna be tired. They're like, please stop doing this. Nah, people um, are never, no, they're, that's not gonna happen. We've already people done this once. We've done this before. Um, You're Sonic, tired of them. <laughs> Sonic Frontiers is Sonic Breath of the Wild. It is no <laughs> broke about it trying to be Breath of the Wild so much. They didn't. They didn't show a glider, so not yet. Not maybe not. Um, it's coming. I, I want to see some gameplay, like real gameplay, like what you're doing. But I mean, yeah, I'm here for it. My kids um, are excited for that one. I want to do a shout out to Planet Alana. That's a game I've been following a lot. It's from Thunderful. It looks great. So I'm very excited about it. It's coming to Game Pass, I think, or Xbox mm-hmm. Game Pass. It's either Xbox exclusive or it's coming to Game Pass uh, next year. So there was a, I watched like kind of like a super cut of all these and, uh, a lot of really, really interesting stuff on there. I was super hyped for um, Thirsty Suitors because I love a weird mm-hmm. game. Yeah. And that one seemed really, really interesting. <laughs> uh, plus, it's got skateboarding in it. So I was like, tight. True. Um, and then one that's not listed on here, but they kind of touched on was um, Evil West. Like, Yeah, that looked cool. That one, it just mm. looks awesome. Um, so that whole, that. like, like when it was like the blood splatter on the screen, I was like, yeah. Sometimes I just like a good, like, I'm going to shoot everything game, you know? Yeah. 
And Doom. so looking at Evil West, I was going to say Doom. I was like, Doom Eternal does it best. Yeah. So I was kind of hyped for that. And then just to kind of take it back to, I don't remember, damn, what the game was. So this is Tale cool. 2. But um, it's another Western game. It's just a lot of shooting. Weird West? Weird West, yeah. I think that's, that's coming to Game out. Pass in a is couple weeks. Really? Yeah. yeah. Evil West is coming only to Xbox too, I believe. Nice. Yeah. So I was just like those like those were a couple of like big standouts for me, but I think I was pleased with like the trailers and the sort of uh the things yeah. they showed on these. I was gonna but ask you guys you guys watched it. I know Dev, you were watching with the with the folks you guys are chatting. Did you like the show? Because I saw nothing but I don't, bad I things during the show. I don't know anything about the show. All I tuned in for was trailers. I didn't pay any attention to any of the words. People I were tell mad. You People were mad anything. that the awards weren't getting enough. That the show was so damn long. <laughs> like they were. I didn't I care about any of that. I don't think I, I saw one person being that was in the like, chat. I love the game awards. Like that didn't exist. Like everybody. Josh really have... enjoyed it. Okay, everybody. Josh really enjoyed it. Some something to nitpick, but I was playing Halo. I didn't watch it. I was playing games. Yeah, I was sitting in a, in our Discord with it in the background and was just popping in and out. And I had a good time with that. But I, like I said, I wasn't paying attention to any of the words. Nice. I'm like, what's the new, what's the next trailer? That's all I was here for. What's, what's the yeah. next trailer? How do you think, do you think from an announcements, do you think it lived up? It was. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Very much so. Okay. Yeah, very much so. Cool. I was thinking just to kind of keep it in the Jeff Keighley world was like, Oh, because that seems to be the sort of the, the disappointment is the actual awards of the awards show. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like, like there was 30 minutes of awards and three and a half hours of other stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> they did like, a great job with the awards. Here's a list. Here, here, here's one. Let's move on to these trailers. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's the exactly what I wanted. Like, hey, Roll here's, Wonder Woman. Here's who won. Because I was like, <laughs> is this Jeff Keighley's long way around of bringing back Game Trailers TV? Like, he's just like, Maybe. check it out. I'm going to do <laughs> um, it. Yeah. Start an award show. Eventually, what it'll be, it'll be like ESPN. They'll have all the award winners and a ticker scrolling across right. the bottom <laughs> as, as they just talk about the commercials and everything. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like eight hours or 18 hours nonstop of like trailers. All right. Oh, I'll try to get this. Let's, let's kick it up a gear. Microsoft has renamed Game Pass for PC. It's no longer Xbox Game Pass for PC. It's just called PC Game Pass. They've dropped the Xbox branding from the official name although it still remains obviously in the logo. And they announced that Sniper Elite 5, along with Pigeon Simulator, Track to Yomi, and uh, a bunch of other stuff are coming to PC. Let's go, Track to Yomi. All I gotta say Ubisoft is, uh, has announced PC that they are remaking Splinter Cell. As I took it, the original Splinter Cell. They're remaking Splinter Cell, right? I mean, I guess. Yeah, because when I first saw it, I was like, "What's which Splinter Cell? <laughs> Right, it just well, says we're rebooting Splinter it's Cell. A, like, it's like a uh, reboot yeah. of the yeah. whole I think it's, thing. They're remaking the Splinter Cell, and they're going to do it with mm. Snowdrop Engine, and it's probably not even, even they probably haven't even hired for it yet. So yeah. stay tuned. Please be excited. Uh, so they're quick making hitters. the division. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie <laughs> is coming to Nintendo Switch Online next month. Well, I, I, I actually was happy that they said it, because now the people that want Splinter Cell can stop being upset when it's in a mobile game and stuff like that. I'm excited. PlayStation has announced faceplates and matching controllers. And we have a question for Brendan who says, why the fuck are console makers afraid of making hardware and atomic purple? Nobody wants to see the insides anymore, I guess. I don't know. I yeah. I love purple. It's my favorite color. Mm-hmm. I'm not digging the shade of purple that PlayStation has chose. Good. Fuck you. I love it. I yeah, don't like I it at all. I was like, man, this purple is beautiful. Oh, I that, love it. I don't it's like that, that nice, deep now, that purple. I love that it. blue? Right. That blue is hot. 
Like that blue looks nice. I'll say this: all of the colors, I actually really like all of them. The blue, oh god, the purple, the they've pink, got they two look... pinks now. They've but got they... hot pink okay. Okay. and regular pink. Your cones are broken. Your color. Oh, no, your cones are broken. They've your cones are broken, sir. It's not red. They've got two pinks. They've got a not so great purple, but they have a fire blue. For, and they finally look, have look black. Got, you, you're say, just you're spitting so many wrong things. Yeah, out of I'm just gonna it's say just this insane. in general. I think the majority of the room agrees that Donnie is frequently wrong. So oh, yes. all of our PlayStation Fives, <laughs> one of ours is awesome, and it's mine. So you don't even you have a PlayStation Five, as far as I'm concerned. Awesome. It doesn't exist. I believe you don't I'm have the a PS5. expert on this panel. Of Absolutely all the people the whose not. PlayStation Fives have been, I'm sorry. Popped, if you I'm if you go into here. our Discord, my PS5, if, especially if you ask TPR, is the best looking PS5 I he's mean, ever seen. You have the ghost. Yeah, it's nice. I admit. Wait, hold nice. on. Uh, just to, just to about resurrect Delvin real quick, <laughs> is it the goat of the PSVG PS5? <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Listen to me. Listen to me. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do this. Right <laughs> Chalfie, that's one. Okay. <laughs> You, you've been extended an invite here. If you do it again, okay? I'm just letting you know. That's one. That's one. Um, the faceplates are $55 each, and they come with matching uh. controllers. I plan on ordering at least a set or two. I'll probably end up with that purple. I need to see what that purple looks like on a console. In real life. Yeah, mm-hmm. let me yeah. see what it looks like on the console. I'm not digging like this galactic thing that they're doing. Like why? Why the space theme? Why are all the colors? Why not? Like, uh, okay. why not? MPD is in November. Spending was down ten percent year over year, while year to date spending on video games as a whole was up nine percent. Video game hardware dollar sales declined thirty eight percent compared to last year, falling to its lowest since twenty sixteen. Obviously, the claim that's being made by most experts is because of supply. Switch yeah. took the crown for the selling the most. Uh, Xbox comes in second. So we heard about the great Black Friday that Xbox had in terms of selling systems. Um, mm-hmm. But now that we have context, it didn't even outsell the Switch. Not, not as good or bad. It, just, it didn't. Um, Call of Duty had both the top two spots in games being sold. So you remember how Call of Duty Vanguard was down 40% and everybody was, nobody was buying it and Activision and all that? Mm-hmm. It was second. Vanguard was second to Call of Duty Cold War from last year. So yeah, that's what you got. Um, followed by Madden, Major League Baseball, Battlefield 2042, Resident Evil Village, Super Mario 3D World, and Pokemon, and then bringing up at the end, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Um, last news story before we get into some questions. Today we had an indie world over on Nintendo Switch, and we got a question from Kyle. What were you most excited about from today's Indie World Direct? For him, it was Sea of Stars. In the intro, because it gave off a lot of Chrono Trigger vibes. What other indie games are you intrigued are getting on in the near future? I was excited for Ali Ali World and River City Girls 2. I will get both of those games day one. Um, obviously, we have a Nintendo Shack show. Go listen to the Nintendo <laughs> Shack, the best Nintendo show in the world. And uh, they'll tell you all about this. I expect that they will like it a lot. I think this was the cutest, like, nicest, cute, charming presentation ever. I have to say this. I am so over like the pixel RPG game. Like I feel like I've seen so many of these games on switch. Every time I see one now, I'm just mm-hmm. like, I get so it. Guys. I get it. We like pixel games. I get yeah. it. That was one of the notes I had written down was like, aside from what you said, like river city and Ollie Ollie world. I was like, 
this the switch just feels like an rpg machine now it kind of does it definitely in the, i was definitely thinking when i was watching the show i was like i wonder if i'm still in this demographic anymore <laughs> like yeah there just seems to be very now here now i say this i don't want to sound like a hot take i'm extremely excited for what switch has to offer in 2022 like mm-hmm. i already have six seven eight games pre-ordered like very excited but just the last 18 months and like with just this direct, just focusing on this direct, uh, this indie show, I was just like, man, none of this is for me. Yeah. Cause I was like, if you're an indie fan, if you're an RPG fan, then you were stoked. Like, oh man, yeah. This, this oh, was yeah. That's why I said, show. listen to the shack. Cause yeah. Garrett and Rebecca, Rebecca's going to love all the cute games. Garrett's going to love all the RPGs. You're going to find a lot of love for both of them. And if Elaine enjoys them, you're going to find a bunch of love for all. Like, I think they're going to be hyped from the show. But the show didn't do much for me. I didn't even know it was a thing. Didn't even know it was a show. Okay. No. With that, we are through the news. Dev, take it away for questions. All right. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, first question from at the Winter Gamer. He says, "Which co-host would you sacrifice to get to pod- podcast with Sean Moore?" Kevin. The answer is Delvin. <laughs> we've we've already kicked him off the show several times today. So why yeah. not Delvin? That's true. Yeah, you I mean, can't just... sacrifice Kevin when he doesn't come on any shows. Well, like, see, that's the fun part, right? He quit on me, so this is my turn to play the favor. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't knock off Dev because he's got beautiful white teeth. So it's like, wow. you know, that just wins. <laughs> Look at that smile. Come on. Can't harm that. That I was not expecting. Dude, Maybe I'm not firing win. any black people or people of color. Like, I'm not. Are you serious? Have you seen <laughs> the world? Absolutely <laughs> fucking not. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. No, Donnie. On the other <laughs> hand, you know you need the salty guy. Like you don't got the salty guy, you don't is have that balance. Oh, that yeah. hurts. I'm yeah. the salty like guy. Donnie is the salty guy at all. <laughs> Damn, Wait, you don't listen to any guy? of your shows. Let me go back to when you were starting. I used to be the Halo. hype man. Now I'm the like, salty one. I'm Kevin. Fucking guy oh shit! Talking about when did this happen? This game. We we. Donnie's com- Donnie in a nutshell on PSVG. Okay, so hear me out. <laughs> I like the game. Now it's here's true. why I don't like it. Yeah, but I used to love true. it. It hasn't been a great run. Good. I haven't been on a great run. <laughs> He's, I mean, if you listen to to, to who was it? Um, Grouchy Surge's question last week. Oh God! About Damn, like Kyle, that hurts. All of these. Ooh, eat the salt. Good job, Kyle. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. But yeah, Donnie's had a rough year with games. Everything he wanted to love just didn't quite didn't really hit. So and it's but, been a rough. Oh, year. That's you know, Thor and Kenna did though. Yeah. yeah, those were great. Fantastic. I'll say this. I usually finish about 22 games a year. I've only finished eight. And because of that same reason, though, nothing's clicked. There hasn't been By much finishing friends. 22 games, you mean 22 games of Fortnite, correct? Because. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking full roll cross and everything. But like it just, it just, I don't know. It hasn't been that year. I've actually gotten comfortable with not finishing games where I'm just like, this game, it's just not there. So I'm sure. just going to stop. We need to normalize that. If you're not enjoying a game, you don't have to feel yeah, compelled you don't have to, to finish to, you, know, you know me. Get Nobody the fuck out in a heartbeat. But uh, to bring it back around, yeah, Delvin, dead. Yeah. Um, Elaine would come done. back and then murder us all, so you wouldn't do that. Um, this might be going a little early because um, I'll talk about, I'm sure I'll talk about some of this on the on the favorite game show, but indie games I'm looking forward to, um, Oxenfree, Min, um Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, the oh, Endling TNT. game. If it yes. reviews well, I'll probably do the House of the Dead remake, Weird West, um, The Last Night if it comes out, Blood Bowl three. 
game was really good. Um, Blood Bowl. I'm gonna do Curse the Golf, um, the Callisto Protocol, that Dead Space thing that we saw at E3 last year. I don't know if that's coming out next year or not, but I'm excited for that. The AEW mm-hmm. game, the wrestling games. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those are those are what's on kind of like on my to do list. Sweet. All right. Next question comes from Adano12. He says, uh, what made you go, you know what? I disagree this week. It can be a tweet, event, announcement, or a simple statement said in the convo. For me, it's pretty much everything Donnie said about colors. Yeah. I disagree. That purple is fucking fantastic. And it's not two pinks, you son of a Maybe. Bitch. It is two pinks. It you didn't like that at all. Not. I knew it is definitely two pinks. <laughs> They've got two pinks. Fucking not two. When you two put pinks, that in the Discord, I just they, had to walk away. They fixed the pink is what happened. Like oh they released God, the I first pink. I don't know what happened. Somebody poured the dye wrong or something. And they were like, oh shit, we screwed it. And now I just had to walk away. I had to walk away. And the new pink just, is hot. You're so wrong. The new pink is awesome. It's actually pink. It's pink. It's real pink. Good. I don't want pink. I'm it's here not, for the red. My controller is fucking red. You see, it is not. It is not it red. Is. You know it's it is red. Dano, it is um, red. it's happening right now. Just so you know. Yeah. What made you go? <laughs> it's right now. Right now. You're not in red. real time, you are hearing it. <laughs> um I don't know. I wasn't prepared for this question, so I don't know. So I will take I will say anybody that's saying Halo is like Breath of the Wild. There <laughs> I you know go. a lot of people right. are. Boom. Totally disagree. Fair. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. From TPR, he says, uh, if you were all to see other game companies or manufacturers do a short documentary series like Power On, is there a specific company or product line you'd like to see delved into? He says, I think personally, I would want to see a pipe the pipeline from Wii U to the Switch, not only for the big turnaround and success, but to get a better look at Iwata's gr- approach toward his swan song. I love that idea. I think that idea, TBR, would be better served in a documentary about Iwata. Mm-hmm. And Iwata's yeah. beginning at Nintendo and where Nintendo was, and his journey after being appointed head to where he took them. Um, because... He, they, they always had these two businesses. They had a portable business, they had a console business, and the Wii U and the Switch is really an evolution from him to try and merge these things. And it's basically his lasting legacy is the Switch, not just the device, but where he put, the path he put Nintendo on um, is all Awada. So I think that would be the best way of doing that. Um, we have the Playing With Power documentary. We have Power On. Mm. PlayStation has done a couple documentaries, right? God of War, um, The Last of Us. I like the Last of Us one a lot. I like both of them, to be honest with you. Both of them are very good. What I'd like to see is a, um, you know, the big coffee table book, the game console. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that as a documentary, okay. just going from like the origin to like progressing through the year, just console to console. The Tony Hawk documentary was excellent. Oh, that was really good. Yeah, as I look towards you, but pretending I'm a Superman, that was fantastic. If you haven't yeah. watched it, that was uh, I was thinking like that. I would love a mid 90s early 2000s or just all of the 90s 2000s like sports game documentary i would love to know the ins and outs of like what happened at like acclaim and midway oh, and all these people that we talk about mm-hmm. and all these companies that went away and where they went and all that i would love something like that and you really get the ins and outs of like nba jam and ssx and stuff like that that would be excellent yeah i think for me um I mean, like I feel like they already did it, like with console wars. That that documentary was really good. Mm-hmm. I think the only other thing I'd really want to see is just an in-depth look at Sega and what the hell happened with Dreamcast 
and uh, like what was the one before Dreamcast? Oh, Saturn. God, what was it called? Sega Saturn. Like, no, I, I just want to know all. That's how sad I was. You talk about poor kid. I had a Saturn. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so but to, sorry. E- to even talk about like going back to the beginning of this whole podcast and like Xbox recognizing the steps and still trying to push forward, like, mm-hmm. damn. Like Saturn was really trying to do things. Dreamcast really did things. And yeah, like Dreamcast was awesome. Console. Dreamcast was a second analog stick away from being amazing. Yes. yes. Honestly, if they did dual thumbsticks, Dreamcast would have been hot. Mm-hmm. But it did so <laughs> many things just out the box that was like it this was, thing is yeah. amazing. Like mm-hmm. even by today's standards, if it, if they came out today with like you know the meat under the, it would be like we're supposed to get a Dreamcast Mini. They mentioned after yeah, they did the Genesis Mini. We're supposed to get an everything Mini. Yeah. No, no, they're on record. The guy <laughs> that designed the Genesis Mini said, yeah, we have plans to do a Dreamcast Mini. Now, I'll you know, plans that. change, but they went yeah. on record and said that. So I would I would love to buy one. I'd be so excited to buy one. Back on the documentary talk real quick. Have you guys, are, uh, is there any talk of doing like a, I guess a season two of High Score on Netflix? That was really, know. that was really good. Yeah, that was really good. I enjoyed that a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on on my documentary pitch with the with the sports games, I I know that there's tons of developers that made a lot of successful games for all those companies. I would like to know where that DNA went. Are they all at EA? Do they right. go other places? Like mm-hmm. that's what I really like to know. Like where are the residuals of Midway? What are visual they up to? Concepts. What are they doing? Are they doing yeah visual concepts? Like are they doing, you know, are they doing indie stuff now? Like did they make Blood Bowl? Like, I would just love to somebody to paint the dots for me. I'm not going to go to Wikipedia and figure it out for myself. They all went to Take Two to make uh, NBA 2K, and then the rest of them went to go make Madden because that's like, what else do we have? Right yeah, we now? don't talk about NBA Live <laughs> anymore, right? <sighs> bring back NBA Street, please. Love of God, just mm-hmm. bring back Everyone's EA Sports Big. Just do it. Give me SSX Tricky. Give me NBA Street Volume Two. Just bring. Would you like that a back a cyberpunk documentary? Not really. Not yet. I'm kind of the same. I think that that horse has been beaten. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, going I back, care. imagine an like an SSX on today's consoles. I'm yeah, with it. Didn't Ubisoft Shit. just make it? I mean, they made Riders Republic. I yeah, mean, it is they did that. Very similar. Uh, they did that. But it's not the same. Chalfie, it's not the same. I have good news have you for played you, it? man. Yes, yeah, I played it. It's not the same. Similar. Well, obviously, it's not the same. Nobody's going to make a, an N64 game in 2021, man. But I'm saying the, N64? the stylization. Was like this the way N64? I thought so. No, I thought I that was on pl- that's PS2. Yeah, since that's PS2. Like GameCube. Was on GameCube? Maybe I don't know. I didn't have one of those. Uh, but yeah, Riders Republic, bro, it, it exists. I mean, it, I want Tricky, not, but it is not SSX Tricky, and that's it's a not, different. Nothing. Issue. PlayStation is Two, GameCube, Xbox, GBA, Engage, Windows, PlayStation Portable, Wii, PlayStation Three, Three Sixty, and Xbox One. Damn, those a lot on of the Engage. Engage. <laughs> The wow. was out on the engage. Jesus Christ! But we can't get a remake. We can't get a new one. This is yeah, much. when you had to wear, you had to like put like a taco to the side of your head. That phone. I would yeah. love a documentary on Rock Band and Guitar Hero. Yeah, I would love to know the concepts that they had that were never made. I'd love to mm-hmm. know like just a full on deep dive on how they made it and like the mm-hmm. rise of popularity in the crash. Like that's I'll a really what, that'd be uh, a I'll fun video game story. Game. Um, because my wife Music did licensing. licensing for it, and she said licensing is what killed it. It's, it's what killed it. It's, she saw it was impossible to roll over the licenses. One, it was a new concept of licensing music in this fashion, sure. and mm-hmm. so when, she, when they were like, "We're going to come up with a number two, 
we already licensed it. And they'd be like, yeah, but we saw that you were profitable on the yeah. last one and no, we you didn't get money. it in, what is it, in perpetuity? So she's like, it's a new contract. You got drafted up. And so that's where you would get all these like missed catalogs. And mm-hmm. it was just breaking their bank. So she'd be like, so like when you're talking about like Led Zeppelin and others, she mm-hmm. was aware of these other ones in the works and having to do the background for it. And then they'd be like, yeah, we're not coming out. I mean, it's it. crazy now, though, that they've got Rock Band 4 and it's got like 2,000 songs in it. Yeah. But they're yeah. just keep. But that's the point, though, is that they're just keeping Rock Band Four alive, yeah, yeah, and not making a five. Should they're have been the like, model the whole time. Yeah, it's yeah. honestly God's truth. They should have never made it to it. Should have just been Rock Band and keep Rock getting Band music. And yes, just keep mm-hmm. getting music. But I would yeah. love the story. It'd be a good story. Oh, I think. So. Imagine the magical moment when some engineer took a video game controller and made it into a guitar, and like they. I was struck. just about to say making the guitar. That's magic. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's magic. That's connect. That's we like they for you hit a button and a music note played and you were like, yeah. holy shit, this is yeah. going to be huge. Did you guys ever play retrograde? No, never heard of it. So. Okay. You played the guitar and it was a spaceship that the whole game went in reverse. And so as you hit the notes, the, you would like undo like the explosions huh. and that's the crazy. fire. It was, it's, it's a, the, just, the wow, broke my brain is amazing but the gameplay was like a ton of fun and so you just same thing you went down the scales on the guitar and it just was like and so like with the beat of the music that's how it, like the one ship attacked the other it was really nice. cool hmm. that's cool yeah look it up youtube that we'll have to do that after i'm not power that. on i'm yeah. not gonna do that send it to me Chaffee didn't, Chaffee didn't sell it. He didn't, he didn't sell it. That nah, sounds cool, but he's like, go do this. And I'm not going to do it. <laughs> All right. Big meaty men slapping meat has a question. He says, simple meat? question. <laughs> Would you rather be Batman or Superman? Always Whoever you choose, you get all of their abilities, money, etc. But you also get their villains. Yeah. You always, if you can be Batman, you always be Batman. This is an easy one. Because I would choose Batman because... Then you get Catwoman. Have you seen Catwoman in that suit? Dude, you see that play that visual game? Mm. See, here's the thing. What is the visual novel, Batman? The Telltale Batman? Dude, Catwoman and the Telltale Batman had me drooling over my... Oh, they got So here's the question, though. (laughs) Why can't you get her a Superman? Is that she wants you, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. See, I'm just going to be Superman, and I'm just murdering everybody. Like... Damn, I mean, that's if, dark. That I don't care. Because so here's dark. the problem with Batman. He don't get rid of none of his villains. Yeah, but he's I'm getting rid of them fuckers. But he keeps it fun, though. You want to be clapping cheeks? Nah, you want to nah, just be nah. murdering? I'm going to get rid of them, and then I'm clapping cheeks. Like, like, oh, now, don't now, get it now, twisted. Look, I'm sexy defense. Superman. I make this look off, good. If we're going off the movies, just bag Amy Adams, and that is like God's I mean, woman I'm, for me. I'm, again, yes, we're good. Who doesn't love Amy Adams? I'm going to take Superman's That's powers. That's the only damn because... good thing about half of those movies is the fact yeah, that Amy yeah. Adams is in the movie. Superman is invincible. You know what I'm saying? I don't. Why would I want to be Batman if I can be Superman? I don't yeah, have Batman's to be cool. goody two-shoes, Batman's Superman. cool, though. Superman's not cool. Batman's I can cool. put on. I can put on Batman's suit and be Batman See, and Superman. See, now you're breaking the question. The question is yeah. you get to be Batman. Superman isn't Batman, so you can't do that. You have to yeah. be um, Superman. Sir? Sir, I'm everything. Superman. I do what the fuck I want. Yeah, see, but he you're, doesn't. You're Superman not answering the question. He doesn't. Do no, what he see, wants. they didn't say you have to be and act as Clark Kent. Because yeah. if I got to be either one of these fuckers, I'm not being Batman. Be it is, I'm going to be Joker. Superman. Superman. 
I'm, I'm not be working, no job, no newspaper. The fuck? I am Batman. Yeah. Because if that's the case, then I'm not. I'm a billionaire. I'm just Bruce Wayne all the time, balling in the streets. I have a butler. Yeah, right. I hate them both. And then people don't know I'm Batman, so now I can just like be free to be. It's definitely that. It's yeah, for sure. Absolutely, you see, Dev, you see what you did, man. Now I'm on Donnie's side. Who is even Superman's like, like best villains? Like who? Who are they? Lex Luthor. His, Dude, uh, come on, his, nobody would say it's really the him. only one. That's awful. Why would you hang about out with the Joker it? and Penguin? Is like murdering them all? Can I be Batman and murder them all? Can I get rid of them? If no, can Batman I finally kill them? People. He can, but he chooses not to. Yeah, you can't. But again, I'm Batman. No, no, but you're not the reverse, what, right? But you're changing what Batman is. You can't. You yeah. got to be Batman. It doesn't say that in the question. Be, no, I, it just said I get the I get their Batman abilities, money, etc. In the but I also get their the villains. Question. Yeah. No, it literally says B. It says B. Yeah, B Batman. B Batman. Batman doesn't kill him. He can't be yeah. Batman. It is what it is. Sounds like he wants to be the Joker. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. I, I think that's, that's, <laughs> basically. Yeah, that's the answer. I'm <laughs> here for the chaos. All right. I'm here for the nonsense. I'm here for the shenanigans. I'm here for Harley Quinn. You know what I'm saying? Who's not? You know, can you add, let's hold on. I'm gonna restate. You're not. You're not. Not wrong. From at big meaty man slapping meat. Simple question: Would you rather be Batman or Superman or the Joker? The Joker. Joker. The Joker. Let's just cause some cra- some chaos. I, get it. I think it depends on the universe. It depends on where I am. Which Catwoman? <laughs> it really depends. What are we talking about here? Okay. There's Someone's a lot of different questions for there. Christmas. <laughs> Now I'm getting real geeky. Like, what universe are we actually in? Okay. And this coming from the talking Halle Berry, we're talking Amy Adams, we're talking video games. What are we talking about here? Yeah. Because the answer changes. Yeah. All right. And our last question for the night comes from Brolin. He says, which game are you most excited to play over the holiday break and why? First of all, what the fuck is this break you speak of? Okay. Right. Oh, I got one day off. It's Saturday. I'm out. Vacation. Yeah, one day. I, I, I gotta work is. New Year's Eve. So I got Oof. one day. I get two days. What? I'm gonna f- work on finishing up Halo. I'm still playing Forza. Um still playing F1. So but I you know, here's the thing. I've got these games that I should play because I have access to them. They're brand new and I've never played them like Guardians, like Riders Republic. And I gotta tell you, I just have zero urge to play them, so I'm probably not going to. And the other day, Josh Got a OLED, Switch OLED, and he was asking what games look great on the Switch OLED. And he had me booting up some stuff. And I started playing Bioshock on OLED. I was like, man, this is pretty good. I could go for Bioshock again. I could do this. And I started playing Astral Chain. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And I started playing like Mario Rabbids. And I might, I might just <laughs> play something I've already played before. I might find a good little game and settle into and just kind of play that instead. Curl up on your couch with the cats, play a little Switch. Little Bioshock, man. I haven't done the original Bioshock since my first playthrough. Damn. I've never beaten done Bioshock 2. They had bad reviews when it came out. and But I've heard the DLC is amazing. But I love Bioshock Infinite, and I love Bioshock. So I was thinking, like, jumping into Bioshock 2. But I don't know. Something tells me I need to play Bioshock 1 before I jump into Bioshock. It's been a long time. We're talking, like, eight or nine years since I played Bioshock. It's been a long time since I played Bioshock. I barely... Like, if you're asking me Bioshock, the only thing that floats in my head is infinite. Like, I'm not really remembering mm-hmm. anything from the original Bioshock outside of, like, Rapture. Like, I, you know, the scenery, the music. Like, I know that. 
like the story and all that, I don't really remember. So I think I'm, I think I'm gonna play Bioshock. I love that game. I have respect. That can't replay games. Aside from the DLC, like the DLC was good, but the but Bioshock Two was good too because you played just. I think people just didn't like being the um, what is it the big, big daddy? daddy? Yeah, the yeah. big daddy. But uh, yeah. it's, it's fun. Bioshock Two also came out. There's this weird time in my timeline of playing games from like high school through college. Like my early college years, I was just so busy. I just, my gaming fell off. And I think that's when Bioshock 2 came out. So like there's this like two or three year period where I only played like mega hits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I played like The Last of Us and Journey yeah. and like The Walking Dead. Damn, but like I only played like high school. I was two games a year. <laughs> that was for high school? Yeah, I was also, <laughs> I think out of college at that point. Yeah. That's y'all I never played the, the original Bioshock. I mean, I'm saying, no, 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 no. I'm just old. Chaffee is old for the earth. Old for the earth. That is true. <laughs> Not for the club, but right. for the earth. The earth. Can you have a bunch of <laughs> pregnant old bitches running around? <laughs> <laughs> that movie oh, is epic. Yeah, God, God, it movie. Oh, so good. <laughs> Just want some waffles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't rewatch it. Oh man, so good. I don't know what game I'm gonna play over the little vacation that I have. I have no idea. I'm probably just gonna keep playing Guardians so I can finish it. Guardians and Halo. That's probably Same for it. me. Yeah, I'm nice. gonna. I might just jump into Halo just to see what's what. Knock it out, then do Guardians, and um, and on. then finish up Pathless. I'm lying. Up, mm. oh, Donnie has I'm a lying, game. I'm lying. I'm he lying. he's got. A, he's he's got a calendar. Mm-hmm. Let's see. He's got notes. The oh, gunk. he learned how to play Spades. The Gunk comes out Friday. Definitely playing the Gunk. Oh, it's the from gunk Thunderful, Image and Form on Game Pass. Okay. Definitely gonna play yeah. the Gunk. I don't know what that is. Did you just say you're learning how to play Spades, Charlie? I said I need to relearn how to play Spades. That's my goal how, for the Winter Break. How do you forget? How do you I forget? Play, you don't, I got no one to play Spades. How to man. play Spades, dude? Spades. No lie, I played the Microsoft Solitaire Collection the other day. So like on Game Pass, <laughs> it's on PC. <laughs> Because I had my and you PC calling out. us old. I had my PC yeah. out and I was bored, and it was just there, like it popped up first, and I was like, I forgot all about that, and I clicked yeah. on it. And I got you play some solitaire spider solitaire, right? Right? God, you want to yeah. call us old, and you out here playing solitaire, son? Right? Don't hate on purpose. On purpose. On purpose, right? I was <laughs> not talking about purpose. how bored I was. I was bored. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah, real. You got that's way real. too many games to be bored. I don't know how that's possible. Well, I was yeah. at work. Hey, but real what quick, that mean? before we Switch do anything else, can we have a little car talk? I want to hear about Oh, yeah, we can talk cars. Let's talk. Chalfie, you and I have got to get Dev in a car. So here's the thing. That yes. Nobody knows. Listeners don't know. Chalfie doesn't know. I have been sending Dev too fast, too furious gifts for days <laughs> because me and Dev are Paul Walker and Tyrese. <laughs> 100%. And it works so much. Like they're little squibbles and quibbles and back and forth rant. Like there's so many gifts that make so much sense in our daily lives. Yeah, um, we've got to oh, get them in a car. Got to get them in a car. Yeah. How do those rims feel? I know. Okay. So oh, the my sweet car has got new rims. You got twenties, right? Twenties. I absolutely. I was terrified that I wasn't going to like them mm-hmm. because you cannot find a picture of a Challenger or a Charger with those rims on it. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't see what it looked like and it was driving yeah. me nuts and it felt like I was going out on a limb. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I felt really, really good when I went to the tire place, the wheel shop. The guy that was helping me had a scat pack. He's got a Hellcat out in the drive. And he was helping me all the way. He knew exactly what I wanted. I was like, well, the staggered nice. He's like, yeah. He's like, you want the Challenger special. Let's let's get to this. And he did it for me. I was like, and I told him, I was like, I like the classic look. I, nothing against the modern, you know, muscle stuff. It's just not my, it's not my bag. Like I, the reason I got the Challenger is because it looks old and I want to, I want to make it look as old as possible and keep it true to like its heritage. And um, he's like, yeah, he's like, you want classic five spoke. I brought him three or four different designs. Um, the one that I was going to go with was the vision, which is like a cheaper version. And he was like, dude, if he's like, if you really want to do this, you need to do the torque thrust. He's like, that's mm-hmm. the way to go. So that's what I went. And we went with the anthracite gray, which just really goes well with the it color, the really tungsten good. challenger that I have. Like it just, yeah. it's I mean, the, it's perfect color. Pushing you away from that Chrome again, yeah, yeah. you're colorblind. Okay. Just like, like the, the red chrome. and pink thing, okay? The chrome didn't look bad. The chrome's nice. It's it didn't look bad, no. but I was trying to like push you into that tungsten. It just looked great. Okay, yeah, one, I'm gonna say, Dev, you need to shut up because I have to tor- the torque thrust in chrome looks ill. On yeah. the no, 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 no. I'm not beautiful. saying it doesn't look good. I'm saying for his car. Oh, for his car, the, in in it that, looked better. It's it that, looked, the color of his car and everything and, he has with it. Yeah, uh, the shade you. Folks that don't know, I posted a picture, but. The rims that I have, the torque thrust I have, it does have chrome lip, big chrome lip too. So it's mm-hmm. still got the yep. pop, it's still got yeah. the flash. But it gives it a nice contrast. Yeah, too. It, does. So that's exactly. what I was just it looks like, so yeah, good. When I pulled up, I was like, I, you should have seen me. I was like, I was like yeah. jumping. <laughs> I was like, it and looks then, so I, good. I know, I know you were worried about the the strip you put on the side of your car. Yeah. It, like it, that it, also it accents. More. It pops yeah, because it, of the rims, which like, is exactly yeah. why I said to get that color rim because it was gonna bring out the strip more. Yeah, I do it all does. my shopping with Dev, and Dev, like I, I did, <laughs> I probably went through forty different ideas for for decals for stripes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. my wife hates stripes. So she doesn't want me to do racing stripes across the entire thing. I personally don't like the Challenger stripe, like the old school RT like side yeah, yeah, body yeah. stripe. Yeah. I think Boring. the line. The body line is clean and like leave leave it alone. Oh yeah, but I wanted something. I wanted something to like muscle it just, up a little bit. Just a it little felt, accent. Just a yeah, little bit. It felt a little plain. Mm-hmm. So that's why I went with the side rocker. It's at the bottom. It's small. Mm-hmm. You honestly, if you're not really looking, you kind of miss it. But mm-hmm. it's there, and when you look at it, it does pop. Yeah, I like it. Yep. Yeah, 100%. but then now with this, with the with the new rims, like that's something I noticed in the picture. I was like, now that really stands out. Because mm-hmm. it just, I don't know, it just makes sense. It's like that little bit of a darker shade plus the chrome sort of uh, around it. It's like, yep. yeah, this is. That American draws your eye. Center cap. It draws your eye yeah. right to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was excited. My um, my son's my son's best friend lives across the street. His dad took me. And his dad is a mechanic, and he's, he's a gearhead. He's got mm-hmm. like four Mustangs in his driveway. He loves tuning this stuff out. Yeah. Uh, he loves my challenger and he tells me all the time he's like there are two cars in this neighborhood that make me turn my head and he's like it's yours and then we have this guy in the back who's a 68 vet and Damn. he's like every time i see these two cars he's like i always turn my head and he loves the way that i have it the way that um i did my exhaust he's like your car sounds perfect he's like whoever did your exhaust did a great job he's like is it because yeah. because mine's audio of that it's just a v6 mm-hmm. so it's not like some obnoxious loud you know it's not like a like a racing yeah. you know car it's just Nice, but it's, it's, it's solid. Growl, yeah. The rumble, yeah, it is straight pipe it or anything. It's yeah, it just has nice. a nice growl. Like you definitely hear it when it comes, but it's not crazy. And yeah, he just yeah, it's he not really waking up his neighbors, it. you know. 
Right. Because like the first thing I did uh, coming home this weekend, I hadn't driven my car in like a week and a half. And so immediately like got home on Sunday. Your car is. Nobody was home. Your car I showed pictures of your car to my kids all the time. I fired that baby up. You have the car that I've always wanted or not just always, not just the Chevelle, but I've always wanted an old, like my dream car. If I could ever have my own car, I've always wanted an old muscle car. And to this point in my life, I've never been in a position where I could buy or afford one. Yeah. But I've always wanted an old Chevelle or an old Nova or an old Challenger or an old Charger. Actually, the reason why I bought the Challenger is because I've always thought the Challenger looks like the old Charger. I have no mm-hmm. idea why they didn't yeah, make the does. Charger it's look like, like the old Charger. The same car, just modern. It drives me nuts <laughs> because the old Charger is like the muscle car. Like when you mm-hmm. think of American muscle, most people think of yeah. flat or a Mustang. It's that, it's that, that low profile on the headlight, man. Yeah. Mean. So like for me, everything that I'm doing in my car is basically trying to keep it Mopar, keep it looking like the old Charger, the old Challenger. Mm-hmm. Um, I replaced the taillights, but only because... I wanted the full-time, full red across the body, daytime running lights. That's a staple for Mopars. They did it on the Plymouth. They did it on the Cuda. They've done it on everything. The GTO, the Challenger, the Charger, they all had full-body daytime running lights across the back, and they had the daytime ambers up front. And uh, one of the guys, he was like, you're going to replace your headlights with LEDs? And I was like, no. Like, I want the amber lights. And yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. the new school is like, they think it looks old. I'm like, that's exactly why I want the amber lights. Like, that is Challenger. When you see that pull yeah. up behind you and you see amber and white headlights, you know, like, you know what car that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like the 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 new modern LED look on some of the, like, uh, the old muscle cars. But at yeah. the same time, it's it's that old halogen, like, just that orange warmth. I'm like, yeah. I can't get rid of that. I can't. And then I was telling you, like, so my dad, okay, so I, for people listening, I have a 1968 Chevy Chevelle. It's been in the family since day one. Like, my father's aunt bought it. Like, it's like the, the only factory. way you can get them anymore, by the way. Like, they're, yeah. like, if you want a restored muscle car, it's like 60 grand. Yeah. Yeah. No, this one, we've got some hefty prices for it. I used to, so my dad drove it when he was young. I drove it in high school. And then when I came out here to college, I was like, I can't maintain this vehicle. I don't have the money. So it sat in my parents' garage for a smooth, like, 20 years or so. Wow. And then my dad was like, you know what? You you have your house. You have a garage. Like, I need you to get this shit out of my garage. So he. The shit. He, he did everything. <laughs> beautiful <laughs> classic car out of my place. No, but I'll show you the condition it was in because it deteriorated. And so. Oh, I would love to see that, actually. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you some stuff. It was in bad condition. One of my favorite vices is I watch these people on YouTube that pull these old junkers out of, like, barns mm-hmm. and then completely detail and restore them. Oh, dude, like, I watch infinite amounts of the uh, Motor Trend cha- uh, channel just nonstop. <laughs> Same. Like, I don't Isn't know that, how like, the are. first mission in Forza? You got to go get that old bug. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah. exactly that. <laughs> But so I was going to say back to the headlights. Okay, so things my dad did differently in this car. One, when he was young, it was a straight up lowrider. I'm talking hydraulics, talking like little tiny rims. Like it was ill. And then when I drove it, I kind of wanted to go for the like sort of mix of like muscle and that. So that's why mine's a little bit lower. But on the front sort of um, of the hood, like I guess it would be like above the grill, we removed that so that's chromed out in the front instead of the same color. And then Ooh, in the tail lights, they're like caps. So those he removed years ago and made them chrome, chrome? as well. 
Yeah. Now um, you're talking like 50 stuff. Now you're like yeah. in mm -hmm. Bel Air Continental well, Territory. He used, and he used to have the big chrome dome, like um, police spotlights in the front. Yeah. You know, so he really went and did some stuff. But um, on the halogen headlights, there's these little like nubs, I guess, to make the mold. Mm -hmm. And he has these like little frame inserts. So instead of a round halogen on my headlight, it makes the, it's a rectangle now. And so it gives it a little more of an aggressive look. Sure. And so, mm. But if I go LED, it blocks the LED. And then there's those little nubbies aren't there. So I can't put those uh, things on. I'm just like, well, I love the the amber look anyways, like you're kind of saying. So yeah, I'm good. I, I'm, if you like, when I cross people at gas station stuff or like people with like their Hellcats and stuff, I do get some side looks because mm -hmm. by all accounts, I'm doing like everything wrong. <laughs> like, you know like i'm just it's like old school i don't have the led fronts i'm not replacing my ambers i've cut mm. the exhaust you know like it's this is not like what most people are doing like with their scaps because donnie in your soul you're old for the earth yeah no but but in my but in my car like i wanted to be, i so badly wanted to be old like i can't that's afford what i'm the saying thing, yeah, i can't afford soul, the thing that i want so i'm taking old for the, the things earth. that i have and i'm I'm making it that. Like as well, much let, me, as let me say this: there is there is talk of me going back out to Atlanta in next August for yeah, Dragon Con. Spin, man. So, well, what Donnie doesn't realize is we're just going to have the house party at his house. He doesn't he doesn't realize that's. I mean, now, you know, you know what? what? You'll like this story. The guy <laughs> that I picked, it, right? The guy Let's that see. I picked mm -hmm. up the uh, the car from the the wheels yesterday. One of the kids that was working in the garage. And he's younger. And that's why I call him a kid. He came out and he was like, you know, I got so excited to uh bring your car in he's like you know i saw it it looks so nice he's like then i got in and realized it's just a stick shift and it's a standard and i was like uh-huh and i guess he was like throwing shade at me and i didn't even recognize it and uh <laughs> and i was looking at him and he just kind of like gave me like a grin like he was making fun of me and then I, I again you have to remember that a lot of times i'm like in this space where i just react to things i'm not really <laughs> thinking i was like yeah what the fuck are you driving like where's your car yeah. <laughs> and no and filter. We, I love yeah, my, my the, the guy that took me, he just busted out laughing. I mean, the guy didn't answer me, he just turned around. Yeah. And I was like, look, I mean you make fun of me in my car, like that's great, but like you better be fucking out here with some shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, like don't be said, driving your Nissan. If he calls uh, your car whack and then pulls out something super tricked out, you'd be like, you know, okay. Okay, you know, right. Yeah, like, I, like, I, I get it. If you're going to talk shit, you got to have something to back it up. Yeah. But if you just out here talking trash, nah, bro. He just yeah. backed away. He just walked away. Yeah, can't, but you know, look, I get it. People have, uh, it's kind of gatekeepery, but I understand. People have like standards for what they want. I'd never yeah. drive a stick shift again. Actually, if I, if I had the money, to buy, like, if I had it perfect, I think I would love to have a restored purple and chrome Roadrunner. Like, if I had the money to do whatever yes. I want. And if I had the money to do whatever I want, I would still have them put an automatic in it. Mm. Like, I've replaced three clutches in my life, and I never want to do it again. And I right. realize that it's against the the race car thing. I get it. But trust me, when those cars came out the line in 1968, they had, like, 310 horsepower. My standard V6 pushing almost 400. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's plenty fast. I'm not yeah. racing. I'm not going to say, are you racing Tom anybody? Toretto no, out then here. who cares? Yeah, like, no, it's plenty fast. It's and, plenty fast. And I fast. think that's the thing to consider is that, like, make it your car. Like, exactly. Everyone, like, I've driven it around. People be like, oh, you're going to do this? You're going to do that? And I'm like, no. Yeah, no. this car is for me, yeah. not for you. And it's yep. the way I like it. Like, I like the way it feels. I'm trying to keep it a little more, like, into stock interior. I'm not trying to do anything fancy. My big piece is I need audio. 
Like, so mm, I, I, got my, I got my speakers yeah, in the box. I, I got week. everything kind of all or dialed in. I'm still, there's still minor tweaking to just get things balanced out because of the shape of the vehicle and its age, mm -hmm. you know? So it's kind of like, ah, sorting things out. But let me tell you, I'm bumping. And nice. it's like, I'm out here making noise because it's it's what I want, you know? As, long as, as long as you don't have like the aluminum cans in the back, as long as you, you have like some dynamite and we've got some clean sound yeah. and you're not yeah. out here just rattling, because well, okay, I don't have a problem. Uh, that's what I, I got to do. I, I got to drop some the dynamite in there. I am rattling, and that is frustrating me. See, but I had to drop the system. You got to understand, it was gone, gone, gone. I believe it. But this is the advice, advice my dad gave me when he brought it over, because I've done, like, trim on the interior because it was all weathered away, sure. like all my weather stripping. Yeah, you got to do that. Like, he's like, this, is, this car is a project. He's like, so once a month. It's a labor of love, man. Thing, fix it. He's like. You, you know, you got your stereo in great. He's like, you got to do the dynamite. You do it eventually. You scrub this down. You take this thing out. He's like, it's just over time when it's a Sunday and you're like, I got shit to do. So I guess I'm going to family this thing. makes so much fun of me for how much time I spend. Uh, they make fun of my cart, my pressure washer, yeah. and I've got all the things and I got all the polishes <laughs> and I got all the waxers. Oh, I, th this, I think this I'm getting where... a new polisher for Christmas and I'm like legit excited. This I'm is so what I mean. Donnie and I had hit a new phase in our lives and we're genuinely washed old men. When I was yes. like, so tell me about the wax that you use. Yeah, because okay, it's awesome, what, isn't it? What type of soap do you use? Hell you yeah. Were talking about, we were hyped <laughs> about Dude, that, This Uno, is why I'm never going to be part of your car club. That oh, Uno Protect, no desire that Uno to do Protect wax and polish is for real. That shit shines like nobody's business it's insane how good yeah. it is now how much how often do you uh wax about once a month okay yeah that's might be a little bit too much um i clay bar about once a season it really mm -hmm. just depends on how dirty the car gets if it gets really dirty i'll clay bar it and wax it um but i also signed up for the car wash subscription um so i can just like run it through for a quick wash whenever mm -hmm. um so that tones it down a little bit so i'm not out there because it is hard work don't get me wrong Oh yeah, um, it's a lot to to wax and scrub and polish. So I basically got it set now to where I'll do it maybe once a month, maybe once every six weeks, and then I'll just kind of take it through the wash um, as I drive it. But in most days, it sits in it sits in the driveway covered. Yeah, cover. And I got a, a cover tarp for it. I'm trying to look for it in my pictures right now. This guy, I'll, I might have sent it to you later. Long, beautiful, glossy black Cadillac. Nice. I'm talking spins, everything. Yeah, he, he told me too. He was like. I love those old Cadillacs. Um, he lived in Whittier, which is uh, a little bit, uh, I guess, what is that? East of Long Beach area where I am mm -hmm, right now. No and it's a, yeah. it's a smaller, older community. So we're talking small homes, Much small older. garages. And uh, he's like, we moved out to Long Beach because my car wouldn't fit in the garages there. So then he's like, got a big house, got a big garage. Fucking bitch still don't fit. <laughs> so he sticks out like a foot <laughs> and a half. Boat. You can't close this garage. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, that sucks. But the point of the story, though, is I was like, how do you keep your car so glossy? And he was like, I don't wax it often. I think he says he does it. He does a good wax like once a year. And then he does. Um, and that's the like a full buff. Wax. Yeah. See, that's what I do, too. I want to be yeah. don't want to clarify it. The Uno Protect that I was pitching to you isn't a good wax. It is a all in one wax and polish. Mm -hmm. So it's really just a really nice shine. Now, it's better than like the washes that you'll get, like the the spray on that's way better than that. Mm -hmm. But I, I wax maybe once a season. 
like a full-on yeah. real wax. And that's what this guy was saying. Yeah, he does like the full big buff wax once a year. He does like the, you know, like you were talking about, like a regular wax and when you wash maybe every three months. But then he put me on to the um, Shine Box has a spray wax called Slide. And he's mm. like, and that's the one I use really like often. He's like, and it's simple, just a couple of sprays, bump up, wipe it down. Like he did it, like it was almost like he demoed for me. He was like, look, I'm just gonna do it right now. And I was like, damn, this stuff say, is have good. you tried the Maguire ceramic wax? Yes. I have. Yeah, so that stuff is excellent. If you get the um the blue or the green bottle, and what mm -hmm. makes it excellent if you have the pressure washer mm -hmm. is you spray it on and you literally pressure wash it off. It's meant to it activates with the water. So mm -hmm. there's no hand wiping, and it is really, really good. It's like a thin repellent. Coat. Yeah, because he was talking to me, he was started talking to me about the ceramic too. So he yeah. put me under that as well, and I was like, because I was like, wait. Now you asked me planet? about the clay bar, and I tell you the clay bar is a must. Yo, clay yeah, clay bar I, is necessity. I have the clay bar too. Now, what do you use as your? Because you know you got to like liquid. I still haven't done it yet. I'm nervous about it. Yep. What liquid do you use? Um, hang on a second. What's the Speed wipe. Speed wipe? From the chemical guys. They have a speed wipe. It's red, red bottle. I have speed it. I wipe. Have it. Yeah. It's, it's a quick wipe polish. Um, okay. It works for the clay bar. So just spray it on, clay bar uh -huh. really quick, and just wipe it off. Okay, so walk me When through. you clay bar, um, when I clay bar, I mm -hmm. only clay bar like one panel at a time. And usually, to be honest with you, I usually clay bar like one panel per wash just because it takes some time. Mm -hmm. um, and then I don't have to do it anymore. But yeah, so just you just spray it on. Like I'll do, I usually, and to be honest with you, I usually only do like the front and the doors. I'm not mm -hmm. going to clay bar the top. Nobody cares. I'm not going to clay bar the back. But yeah. you, um, basically the clay bar, for anybody that doesn't know, um, if you've never clay barred your car and you don't wax often, if you go out there and you rub your hand against your car, you'll feel, it'll feel gritty. Not gritty. Yeah, kind of like a grit. You'll feel mm -hmm. like these little things. And what it is is dirt and rocks and stuff from the road that get stuck in your clear coat. And they're microscopic. You can't see them. But they're there, and you can feel them, especially if you All go the against the debris, you go against the like grain that. of that the wind, because the wind will actually cause a grain in your clear coat. If you go against it, you'll feel it. And the clay bar is just a little piece of clay that you roll out and you slide it across your car with some protectant, so it's not scratching it, and it lifts all that out. So if you want that real smooth feel, that new car feel, so you, you wipe your hand across, across the top. Yeah, no, you got real, a clay bar. It's got like a clay that. bar because it will it will be like you can slide a rag like nothing to way over. Mm -hmm. So when you do the clay bar, because like I said, I've been really intimidated, and I actually was going to start looking up YouTube videos because it's just been sure. sitting there. Do you start washing your car clay bar then, or is it a whole separate process? Yeah, no, I, I wash the car completely, wash it, dry it. And mm -hmm. then I spray my thing on clay bar, wipe okay. it off. And if you want to do like a, a clear coat wax or something after that, you can, but it's not necessary. Mm -hmm. But yeah, okay. usually do that. And uh, the first day I got it, I spent a long time out there clay barring the entire front end. You know, mm -hmm. like just the entire front end I want to clay because that's what's going to get the most of it. And then mm -hmm. the next wash I did like the doors and then the next wash I did side panel and then the next wash I did the back. And basically just throughout the year, I just kind of keep it clay bar. And, you, and like I'll feel it. Like when I'm yeah. driving down the road and I'm bumping the music and I'm having a jam, you know, I'll just kind of put my hand out on the door and just make sure, like, are we feeling smooth? Is it nice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then if it's gritty, it's like, oh, I got to take this back. Yeah. Now I have become a huge snob because I'll go to the, I'll go <laughs> to the store. I'll go to the store. <laughs> become? And I'm, yeah, I'll go to the store and I'll pull <laughs> the parking lot and I'll see some challenger or something sitting there 
covered in dirt. I was going to say, just looking wild you know, grimy. Just, I'm like, who is this person? Disrespect. <laughs> and what do they do with their life that they can't take care of this car? Mm-hmm. Like, you have an investment. My kids, yeah, they, they just think it's completely yeah. overboard. They're like, you've lost your mind. But, no, I, but I again, I'm like a kid in a candy shop with this because mm-hmm. for the first time in my life, I have a car that I really want. So yeah, I'm going like above and beyond. Which you like, were going to buy instead. I'm so glad you didn't make that fucking mistake. Yeah. Well, to <sighs> be fair, I wasn't going to buy it. I was weighing buying it. I was going to buy a Mustang. Like, no, the no, day no, that I woke up the to buy the Challenger, I was going to buy the Mustang. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about yeah. the Nugget. Yeah. I wasn't going to buy it. <sighs> we were going to go in a different direction. I found the Nugget and was thinking it might have been a better, like a, a more responsible choice. God. I didn't want to buy it and I wasn't planning on buying it. Like I wasn't like, I'm going to buy this car. I was like, we have this option if we wanted to, but I was going to buy this Mustang and my wife still kind of was upset. I didn't get the Mustang. Yeah. Now Dev real quick. Cause I know you've talked about your cars in the past. Very, very humble driver um, that you are. What? You have a nice car though. You have the Scion, right? The TC. I have a Scion XB. XB. Not the yes. now, if you the were 2010. Go... So not as, not as boxy. If you were going to get yourself like, man, like a muscle car or a tuner or something, what would you, what would be like, but that's the shit that I would want. Like hell if I know, to be perfectly honest, like I'm just I think, not in the cars. I think Dev's more, and maybe I'm wrong. I would peg Dev more as like an import guy. Yeah. See, I definitely, I'm, too. I'm, I'm like, way more like, like, I want an Acura. Like I've, I've always yeah. loved the Integras. I love the RSX. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The TSX, exactly I, I, I like the Integras, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've yeah. just always liked those cars. So if nice. I was really going nice. to get anything, it would probably be that. But mm-hmm. it's just not something I think about. Like, my wife I asked mean, me the other day, about, like, the what do you want your next car to be? I'm modern, like, you get the uh, import. I think we got us a club. I'm talking yeah. over here. We got some family on Mars. Car club. Boom. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. So when you were in town... um, just a few days before, I was driving to pick up my daughter from her job, and dude, uh, my basically entire dashboard lit up. All the lights went up. I remember you saying that, yeah. Which is interesting because uh, it's a Dodge Challenger, obviously, but I bought it from a Ford dealer. And mm. when I bought it, I negotiated. I was I was at that dealer for like six hours that day. I negotiated like hell to get their Ford Max Pass warranty, whatever quality here. So I Game pass for his car. Right, <laughs> Game across, right, right across the street, and I pull it in, and they are just dumbfounded. They're like, hello, can we help you? And I'm like, yeah, I need you to fix my car. And they're like, that's a Dodge. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I know. You, it you is, are isn't correct. It? You, you are, are correct. correct. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, I got to pull out my gold star. You're right. Like, good for you today. I got to pull out my paperwork and everything. I forget what it's called, but they have this thing, and I bought it. It was like three grand. It's not cheap. And they wanted like six grand. So I got, got it for a good deal. Um, but I basically, I own it for 120,000 miles. So basically, if anything breaks on this car, that's not like a belt for like the next decade, <laughs> like it's covered. And um, it turns out my ABS module was out. So anti-lock brakes were out, um, steering control, traction, it was all mm. out, like the sensor was out. Um, but when I was, when it was there and they were fixing it for me, they wrote me or they called me back and the mechanic was like, we need to redo the rear differential. They're like, it's just, it's just, it needs to be adjusted. It's not right. And uh, I was like, okay, I've never done this before in a car. And, and to be honest with you, I didn't even know if I was even going to like notice a difference. Mm-hmm. Notice a huge difference. Oh, One, did. the Challenger is sure. completely rear drive, like all the power is right there. 
Mm-hmm. And the moment I picked it up, it jumps now like off like, <laughs> like nice. oh, oh shit. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> apparently I think what it was is it's either worn from the previous owners driving it out of whack, possibly a change in tires, or likely the fact that I tuned it and nobody adjusted it. So I took it to a customs place and had them put a tune on it. So I've tuned the car and uh and that was just never done. And now that that's done, the car feels like it just has so much more go in it like it's just so much more powerful and then now i've so in my wheel setup i went staggered with bigger wheels on the back wider bigger wheels now i actually have grip too (laughs) so now i've got grip so now if i hit it it, everything's transferred right into the wheel and i take off so you're coming off the line like toretto at the end of fast and furious (laughs) definitely not definitely not not my little v6 but yeah no it definitely it's got all the power i could that's the thing and man I have, uh, I'll, I'll be um, like some of the guys at my friend's house. They'll be like, you want to put a V8 in it? I'm just like, why? So I can yeah. not go faster. <laughs> like, like I'm not, I'm not driving at 150 miles an hour as is. So what's right. the point of putting something in that makes it go faster than that? I have taken it. I think the most I've taken up to is about a 110. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of in North Georgia when I'm going to like my in-laws house. My, my wife doesn't like it when I say that, but there's like some barren roads up there and I'll, I'll let it you go. Light up. The thing about the Challenger that is really it's difficult is that that car feels slow. Like you're going mm. 60 and you feel like you're going 25. I mean, it, mm-hmm. like it so can, you can, floating. you can really go really fast without really paying attention. You'd be on the highway and go 90, feel mm-hmm. like you're going 60. Um, yeah, because it is really smooth drive, especially that, as long as you're driving straight, yeah. right? It does, it's got shit for performance. You're not turning and stuff like, like your imports and stuff. Like you're not taking corners in anything. Yeah. In this. It's a boat. There's no drifting in this. Yeah, it's yeah. a boat. But going forward, going straight, it it flies. You see, back in the day, I used to drive uh, an Acura Legend, and uh, oh man, I had let one me of tell those. you, like talking about like how I don't know just what this is. let me look this up. It it it's just a big old sedan. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but let me tell you, it was smooth and like how donnie said it felt slow it, and then i would yeah, look at the gauge and i'm like moved. oh 90 God. okay yeah. let me pull that it back. thing yeah. had pick up yes it Ugh. did it was it was clean it was fast and it was just like so i'd just be on the freeway and i'm like going 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 i'm like oh i'm i'm doing too much like i need mm-hmm. to pull it back because i'm flooring it here but you did not feel it inside no yeah. rattle no rumble just the car just floated, man. It, it just was floated nice. so yeah. nice that was My, probably where I fell in love with Acuras. Yeah. I've got a crazy thing that I'd like to put towards the group. And then listeners, if you've got a, a, a take on if it. You're still listening. Yeah. If you're still Wait, listening, let me know. We flip this. <laughs> because... <laughs> so my Challenger's this old. this DLC last one. <laughs> right? My Challenger's old. 2011. Coming up being 10 years old now. And I plan on keeping it for a very long time, if not forever. Like, I don't really have any plans to get rid of it. It's got low miles, so I got plenty of life left in the vehicle. I'm not worried. However, the V6 Pinnastar engine that is in it is kind of a workhorse for Dodge. They put in a lot of stuff. And as they start to transition to more electric vehicles, I am starting to ponder whether or not I should stash an engine. Just buy one. They're not that expensive. Just buy one now, put it in the garage, and 10 years from now when I need it, I won't have to like go junk in or you know find somebody. Like I'm wondering... 10 years from now, will it still be, I know it's not going to be as available as it is today, but I'm wondering like, can I depend 
on it being there for me 10 years from now? Or do I need to invest in this now? Because I can get completely rebuilt ones for like 2200 And that is fucking cheap. <laughs> like that is not that much for an engine, right? And I could just take it to somebody, have them put it in for a couple grand, you know, down the road. I would say like in my opinion, because I'm actually, I've actually been, it's funny you say this. I've been thinking about this a lot. So I have a 327 in the Chevelle. Mm-hmm. Not super powerful, gets the job done. It's like you said, it's a workhorse. It, yep. it does what it's supposed to do. Thinking about getting another one for the exact same reason, because once this one dumps out, it's old. I mean, it's 1968. Like yep. how it's still going, it's beyond me, but it's a very simple engine. So I'm like, do I get another one rebuilt so that when this one takes a crap on me, I don't lose the whole and I'm not car? Even, to be honest with you, I'm not even really thinking about the because I honestly think that engine that it's in there because the engine that I have now obviously they're tuned differently, but mm-hmm. the V6 Pinnastar engine that Dodge has is basically like in all their vans, all their trucks, all their muscle cars. Like every V6 option has this in there, and the reason that this this engine is such a workhorse is it has dependability, power, but gas mileage. Like the reason that it's so popular is it gets about mm. 25 miles to the gun, which may not sound like a lot, but for a full duty pickup or a big muscle car, yeah. that's mm-hmm. a lot. Oh yeah, like that's for, especially to deliver power. Like I said, it, I think off the line it's like 320 horsepower, and with the tune and everything, it's more like 350, 360, something like that. You're pushing up there, you know. So that's a lot of power for a V6 as well to have gas economy. Yeah. Um, and so with them being so cheap, I kind of look at it as investment, and not necessarily because I think my engine's going to go bad. I'm more thinking eventually. 150,000 miles or so, transmission is going to go out. So when the mm. transmission goes out, would it be smarter to just roll up with an engine and be like, just do the whole damn thing? Like mm-hmm. you're already going to be in there. Just pop the whole thing out and let's I'll have a brand new car. Yeah. You know, I'll spend five grand and it'd be a brand new Challenger. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, they drop one, put another in, boom, I move. And then I get now this old one that is struggling, rebuilt and just keep, I just keep swapping them out. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that I don't know is I don't know if like because I expect the electric car craze to really go hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I if I had to make a guess now, if I was like betting against my future, I would think that those engines would be hard to come by ten or fifteen years from now. Um, But maybe I'm just wrong. Like like you know like you can get an engine now for your Chevelle. So like maybe I'm just wrong and maybe it'll be the same ten years from now and I've just spent money that I didn't really need to spend. I don't. I I think that I think the market's just going to become more more niche yeah and if there's less demand the price is going to go up yeah and and that's why i think i can still cop an engine for my car at a fairly decent price because gas-powered engines are still king so the thing exactly yeah Mm -hmm. until they're not and then i'm gonna they're not then then the price starts to go up yeah so i'm thinking brand new engine for like i can get a brand new engine for like three grand or completely rebuilt for like two grand yeah like in all seriousness, two grand is not much for an engine. No, like that's, no, that's really, really not good. that much, man. <laughs> no, you could do it. You know me. Yeah. Every time you say, "Should I buy this?" I'm always like, "Yeah, duh." Well, it's just—it's a huge commitment. <laughs> it's going to be this giant damn crate sitting yeah. in my garage for a decade. Like, I'm never going to use it. Like, no. I'm just you thinking, like, the shit like, out back and just throw it back there, man. Yeah, yeah. is it a good investment if I'm not planning to get rid of the car? I think no, if I mean, anything, revisit this. It sounds like a long window, but it'll go by fast five years revisit this in five years because... i wish you could talk to like a mechanic at like Dodge. i would have said two and a half i would say like two and a half years because the way all the electronic yeah. remember it's already 10 years old yeah, yeah. yeah. That's specifically you know, mine. maybe that's more right like two and a half start revisiting the yeah. thought 
and then two and a half to five years start like I'm making the purchase or like, you know, because a lot could change and you could be like, you know what? I think I want to move on. Or See, most people that I've talked to, they're like, you just get rid of this one and get a new one. Just get a new mm. car, get a new muscle car, new Challenger. Yeah. But if my it, Challenger is my Challenger and it works great, it just needs a new engine and I can get a new engine, then why See, not that's, that? See, that's where I'm struggling right now is my wife really wants me to get a new car. I know my car is good. I almost have like 300,000 miles on my FJ Cruiser. Wow. And, and it's a 2007 and it runs fine. And I love my car. And she's like, just get a new one, get something else. And I'm like, for what? I don't want to. Like I, I, my car suits me. Like I love mm-hmm. being in my vehicle and being in California. I spend a lot of time on the fucking freeway. So it's like, yeah, I need something that like fits me, fits my style, fits like what I enjoy. And I'm like, I don't, I just want to get something new to just get something new. But I do have to recognize right. 300,000 miles. That's a lot of fucking miles. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I do have to get serious about thinking, what am I going to do? You know? I've just, I don't think I've ever really heard people like stashing stuff like that. I just, I had a really bad experience with my first two cars. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm almost like snake bitten to make sure that never happens again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, according to, according to the motor trend shows, people will be doing it all the time. But I'm also <laughs> like worried buying one now. And then it's like 10 years from now, like gas engines are just outlawed. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got this engine that I paid mm-hmm. for. They can't do anything with, <laughs> you yeah. know, like there's just no gas stations anymore. Like everything's well, electric. I think California wise too. Yeah. That emissions is my biggest worry that I don't think I might even be able to drive my car in five years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I I know that's crazy. I don't think we're going to get there because I don't, maybe I just don't respect the future enough, but like, it's not the car thing for me. I'm like thinking like, you're not going to get all these damn farmers and stuff out here in Georgia to get off their tractors. And so like, then that's going to happen. Like it's never going to happen. Maybe in California, they can get that. That shit ain't going to fly in the South. I'm not gonna tell somebody they can't drive their truck. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get voted out real yeah, fast. Know, know how. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I said like California specific. It's I don't know if I'll be able to drive this car. Right? It's a different gig. But at the same time, too, we are car culture. You know? I'd be worried about that Chevelle too. Yeah. So I'm saying. That's well, what anything that has big, powerful exhaust in California, I'd be like, oh, you're a target. <laughs> you yes. are a target. <laughs> <laughs> mm, not where I live. Come, mm-hmm. come to Kern. You'll be fine. They don't care. There this might be, yeah, there might be certain cities. Yeah. They're just like, you this can't is have that here. literally Texas. Yeah, I was going to say, Kern County, yeah, that's a whole different gig. That's it's way Texas. different. <laughs> they don't care. Every truck out here is raised, lifted, and loud as fuck. It's just, mm-hmm. it is what it is out here. It's weird. Wow. Very weird. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're still with us, I hope you enjoyed this rendition of Car Talk. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to these uh, Patreon producers uh, for one of the one last, last time. times. Well, I mean, we still have the end of the year show. I figure we might as well do it because it's still in December, you know? So Okay. All out. Maybe not. I mean, you know what? Elaine should be hosting that, so it won't be. I don't even know if she's going to be on the show, dude. Also true. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> You're making some mighty assumptions over here, Dev. Once again, shout out to our live on air producers, Mr. Michael Masick, Edwin Callow, Stephen Keller, Nick Creature, Paul Calico, Kyle Heyman, myself, Josh the Bone Star Barbone, RJ Kern, Horse Girl 69, nice. Zach Adams, Joe Wilson, Michael Taylor, Trucker Sloth, Brolin, and Jason Carter. Thank you guys so much for 
your patronage. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you. Um, and thank you for hanging around for this extra, extra long show with all the wonderful car talk. Until next time, play some video games.